Moments away from first pitch between the Valley Catholic Warriors and the North County Raiders. Valley Catholic, the top seed in the MAAA Conference Tournament. North County coming in as the four seed. That means it is the Raiders who will bat first in our ball game and will bring you their starting lineup. Brought to you by J.J. Vickers Insurance Agency, 63 School Street in Bonterre. Allow J.J. to help protect your family with life insurance. Leading things off for North County is their right fielder. They're always speedy. Cooper Kekak, doesn't matter what sport it is. Job Smith bats second. He's the short stop for North County. Trenton Kreps is the third baseman batting third. The cleanup hitter is Zane Huff in left field. The first baseman is Tyler Pipkin. He'll be batting fifth. Tim Exton Jr. gets the start today for North County. He'll be batting sixth in the order. Jack Moore will be DHing today. He'll be batting in place of second baseman Michael Huff. He's in the seventh spot. Zach Mader, the catcher, who was the hero yesterday, hit the walk-off winner for the Raiders in the bottom of the seventh inning. He bats eighth, and the nine-hitter is Grant Mullins. Again, the lineup for the North County Raiders is Kekek, Smith, Kreps, Huff, Pipkin, Exton Jr., Moore, Mader, and Mullins. Under second-year head coach of the North County Raiders, Jake Dunsey, 7-6 and six overall on the season. Winners of their last three in a row and four out of five. They go four and one in conference. For the fielding alignment for the Valley Catholic Warriors, we turn to our own Glenn Berry for the first time today. All right, we'll talk about the left field to right field first of all. Isaac Bosler in left field, Ryan Fowler in center. It'll be Carson Tucker over in right. Over at third base, it's Aaron F. Tink. Chase Fowler at short. Grant Fowler at second base, Isaac Viox at first, Alex Viox behind the plate, and Clayton Drury will be on the mound for the Valley Warriors. Once again, it is Bosler, Fowler, and Tucker in the outfield. F. Tink, Chase Fowler, Grant Fowler, and Isaac Viox on the infield. Alex Viox behind the plate, and the pitcher for today's game is Clayton Drury. And you remember the last time that they came up here against Central, Valley didn't play very well here, and I'm sure that they're uh, wanting to forget all about that game and come after this North County team with all they got today. And one of their few losses on the season, they fell to Central in that one, 9-3. to three. First pitch brought to you by Boyd and Associates, and it's a fastball that misses downstairs low for a ball, 1-0. John Boyd with Boyd and Associates has been bringing accounting integrity, character, client focus, and dedication to our local community for 20 years. Fouled back. Count is a ball and a strike. Doug Massey, home plate umpire for today's game with Kyle Marler in the field. The 1-1 from Drury. Hit on the right-hand side. It's a slow roller towards second. Picked up by the second baseman, Grant Fowler. He turns, fires, not in time to get Cooper Kekek hustling up the line. I mentioned that speed, and Kekek is safe at first base. Wasn't much that the uh, second baseman Grant Fowler could do other than what he did right there. That ball was not hit very hard, but it was hit in the right spot, and he got over to it as quick as he possibly could. By the time he got to it, yeah, like you said, that speed already down the first baseline with Cooper Kekak, and uh, he easily, or at least, beat it out uh, a little bit ahead of the throw. Grant Fowler had a ton of range there at second base. But by the time he got to it, it was just too slow developing of a play to do anything with it. Job Smith will lead things off. He takes first pitch ball. It's kind of that catch-22. If he hits it hard, it's a base hit. Yeah. If he doesn't, then you get a base hit. An infield single. It's not always about how hard you hit it. Sometimes it's about where you place it. Missing low in the zone for a ball. 2-0 and oh your count to Job Smith. Throw over to first, and diving back in time is Cooper Kekek. North County was a menace on the base paths in yesterday's ball game. You mentioned Clayton Drury. He took the loss 
for the Valley Catholic Warriors in their matchup against Central. There's a high chopper picked up in fair territory by the third baseman. Aftink, he takes it into foul territory. No throw comes. And I, I think, think he thought that was a foul ball. Yeah, I think he did, too. I think as soon as he caught the ball, he kind of looked at the home plate umpire to see what it was. The umpire said it was fair. By that time, that extra step or two had already given Job Smith all the uh, room he needed, and they weren't going to get the uh, runner at second base anyway. Clayton Drury in that loss to the Central Rebels earlier in the season. He pitched four innings in relief of Ryland Fallert. Six earned. Uh, he sort of Out of seven total runs that he allowed, he walked three, struck out four over four innings, allowing eight hits. Here comes Trenton Kreps to the plate. Big opportunity for North County. Ton of speed on the base paths. Cooper Kekak at second. Job Smith at first. And Kreps swings on the first pitch he sees. Pops it up. Foul territory. There's a ton of room on the right-hand side. But not enough speed for Viox to track it down. Lands innocently for a foul ball. And the county is 0-1. Well, so far, North County's got runners at first and second base. And they barely hit the ball at all. I mean, just kind of topped it off the... Uh, into the bat a couple of times, and runners at first and second. As you said, a lot of speed out there. I call that other one an infield single, as that was carrying Eftink into foul territory when he did catch it. That's assuming he caught it in fair territory, even. It would have been a tough throw to get Job Smith up the line, as there's a pitch dropped in for a strike. Only two your counts. They used to say with the old Cardinals when they ran a lot, speed kills. That's what this North County Raiders bunch did yesterday. A swing and a miss. Kreps chases one on the outside part of the plate, and he goes down for out number one. It's our first strikeout of the ball game. He was certainly fooled on that pitch. That pitch, uh, apparently he thought it was somewhere else, and he had made up his mind as the pitch was being delivered to uh, take a swing at it, and by the time it got over to the plate, it was well outside, and he couldn't really do anything with it. First pitch strike. Count is 0-1 to Zane Huff, who's up at the plate. Job Smith had three steals yesterday for North County. Zane Huff and Trenton Kreps each had one themselves, or five total on the game. This is low in the zone for a ball. Ball on the strike. You got Cooper Kekak at second, Job Smith at first. One away here in the top of the first inning with first pitch coming right at 430. The 1-1. Lined up the middle through into center field for a base hit. They are going to give the red light to Cooper Kekek at third as it's a great throw in from Ryan Fallert in center field. Putting a lot of faith in the bat of Tyler Pipkin who's going to come up here now with the bases loaded and only one out. Well, that ball was hit hard, and it was hit right at the center fielder. He could not catch it on the fly, but he did the next best thing. He came in and fielded it on one hop and hit the cutoff man perfectly, and that's why Cooper Kekak had to put on the brakes at third base. What did I say before? Sometimes it's not about how hard you hit it. It's about where you hit it. That was an instance where you hit it a little too hard there, and it goes to Fowler pretty quickly. A little softer, and Cooper Kekak's probably round third and scoring. And I think also Cooper, being out at second base when the ball was hit right at him, he wasn't sure if it was going to drop, so he took a couple of steps, watched, saw it was going to drop, and by that time it was too late to try to round third and come home. Pipkin awaiting the pitch as he looks at strike one, a fastball that was blown past him. Does the same with strike two. Some big moment in the game, I think, already. Even though you're in the first inning, you got bases loaded, one out. A hit here could be a very impactful thing, or a strikeout could be as well. The 0-2. Fought off foul. Count remains, no balls, two strikes. There's that breaking ball from Clayton Drury. Fastball, curveball is his main two pitches. Does have a slider, does have a changeup. 
seldom uses them in a ball game. We'll see. He might have to rely on those pitches if this is how North County is going to be putting the ball in play against them. The 0-2 once again. Called strike three. Low inside corner. Rung up is Tyler Pipkin for the second strikeout from Clayton Drury. And there are two down in the top of the first inning. Bases remain loaded. And here comes the starting pitcher for the North County Raiders, Tim Exton Jr. And I think that's a pitch that's close enough that you've got to do something with it because that pitch looked a little low, but it's close enough that you just can't let it go by. And that's what happened. Cooper Kekek at third, Job Smith at second, Zane Huff at first. A lot of athleticism on the base paths. If XM Jr. can put the ball in play past the infield, and it's a first pitch downstairs missing for ball one. And that's exactly what he needs to do. Make contact. Make them do something to get you out rather than swinging in a miss. The one out. In the dirt. Nice snag by Alex Viox to prevent it from going past him to the backstop. The count remains 2-0. Xdam Jr. ahead in the count. Slightly open stance out of the right-handed batter's box. Here comes the pitch from Drury. Line into right field. Does it stay fair? Yes, it does. And it will roll its way into foul territory where it's finally picked up by Carson Tucker. One run scores. Two run scores. The throw gets away, but not advancing from third is Zane Huff. It's an RBI, two RBI, excuse me, double for Tim Xdam Jr. And before he even throws his first pitch of the game, he's given himself a 2-0 lead. I don't think he could have grabbed the ball and threw it in a better place on the field. He hit it right over the first base bag. It was tailing to the right. It was a question of whether or not it was going to be fair or foul. It stayed fair, and then it rolled into foul territory away from the right fielder chasing it. Two runs came around to score. A third possibly could have as the ball got away, but there was a little confusion on where the ball got to. So now you got runners at second and third, a 2 nothing lead for North County. A courtesy runner out at second base. Let's see if I can identify who that is. In the meantime, Jack Moore comes up to the plate. Kyle Strawn out at second running. Taking for a strike. Missing low for a ball. Another nice stop from the catcher, Alex Viox. Viox is a good defensive catcher, and he's doing a great job of keeping those balls in front of him. Well, you need that against a pitcher like Clayton Drury. Fastball sits in the mid-80s. Meanwhile, his breaking ball, I was told before the game started that it depends on whether or not it's working, how good it is. There's called strike three. And down on strikes is Jack Moore, and that's going to do it for the top of the first inning. But the North County Raiders, they get two runs off of four hits, no errors, but they leave two stranded, and we head to the bottom of the first inning. It's North County with the lead, 2 to nothing over Valley Catholic. You're listening to coverage of the MAAA Conference Tournament semifinals on AM 1240 KFMO. Have you struck out in the car game? Strike one, you've had credit problems in the past. Strike two, you hate the car you're driving. Strike three, it costs too much to maintain. Call that old car out today. Hey, this is David Sism from Samson Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Call that old car out and hit a home run at Samson Ford today. Don't go car shopping and get pushed into a high mileage used car you don't actually want. Drive off in a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty and get back on the road. We will go to bat and help you get approved so you can hit a home run. 
Have you been sitting on the bench because of bad credit? Get in the game. Bankruptcy and bad credit? Okay. My credit approval process will help you get back in the game and driving a new or newer car you love. Come see us, your home team dealer since 1937, and get a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty, regardless of your credit. Don't get pushed around. We work extra innings for you. Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln now. See us online at SamsonFord.com or call 431-3177. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Cozine Memorial Chapel in Farmington. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus. Chris Offenberg, GM Superstore in Farmington. First State Community Banks. We'll let home furnishings in Bonterre and Farmington. And Shelter Insurance Agent J.J. Vickers in Bonterre. We head to the bottom of the first inning. North County with a 2 to nothing lead. They'll take the field, and the Valley Catholic Warriors will come to the plate for the first time this game. We'll bring you their starting lineup, brought to you by David Scott Haggerty of Shelter Mutual Insurance, 517 East Main and Park Hills, insuring the Parkland since 1955. Ryland Fallert, the center fielder for Valley, will lead things off. He's following the order by the shortstop, Chase Fallert. Alex Viox is the catcher. He'll be batting third today. Isaac Viox is the first baseman. He's batting cleanup. You got Grant Fallert at second base for Valley Catholic. He's batting fifth. The pitcher, Clayton Drury, bats sixth. In right field, it's Carson Tucker, the seven hitter. In left field, it's Isaac Bosler, the eight hitter. And rounding out the lineup is Aaron Efting for the Valley Catholic Warriors. Again, it's Ryland Fallert, Chase Fallert, Alex Viox, Isaac Viox, Grant Fallert, Clayton Drury, Carson Tucker, Isaac Bosler, and Aaron Eftingt for the Valley Catholic Warriors under ninth-year head coach Nathan Gag. We talked about this quite a bit pregame. 24-3 and on this season. That is an insane number of games played and a record to go with it as well. Uh, small school champions for the MAAA Conference this season through the regular season. Trying to cap it off with the conference tournament championship as well. We'll get to the fielding alignment for the North County Raiders in just a moment here as Tim Extam Jr. drops in a first pitch strike. Count is 0-1, and here for the fielding alignment for the Raiders, once again, it's Glenn Berry. In left field, you got Zane Huff. In center field, Grant Mullins. Right field is Cooper Kekak as strike two goes across the plate. Good uh, pitch there by Tim Extam Jr. Trenton Kreps is at third base. Job Smith at shortstop. Michael Huff is the second baseman. Tyler Pipkin is the first baseman. Zach Metter behind the plate. And as a ground ball is hit back to the pitcher, Tim Extam Jr., you got one out for the uh, Valley Catholic Warriors. Yeah, just an easy play for Extam Jr. to make. He knocked it down, and after that, just pick it up. Underhand toss over to first to Tyler Pipkin. And there's one down in the bottom of the first inning with Chase Fallert coming up to the plate. And that's what you want if you're North County. You just came out and got a couple of runs. Probably felt like you wanted to get more, but you got a couple. Now your pitcher comes out. First two pitches are strikes. Third pitch, ground ball right back to you. Got one out. Here's the thing. They got the Clayton Drury in that inning. It wasn't a lot of hard contact, but there was enough. It's not like they just kind of found a few holes. They did early on, but you got a couple of nice RBIs in that first inning. And I think if you're the Valley Catholic Warriors, you want to just do something here. You don't need to even get a run on the board. Something like that, though. Come away with a base hit. Avoid a 1-2-3 inning as Chase Fallett lines it right back up the middle and into center field for a single. That was very uh, reminiscent of Zane Huff's uh, line drive base hit up the middle for North County as that ball was hit really hard. Center fielder Grant Mullins comes over, fields it on a hop, but a nice uh, hard hit up the middle, as you said, to get Valley to try to get the line going just a bit. Tim Exam Jr. favoring the first base side of the mound. Looks over that way as the righty draws set and delivers the pitch. It's fouled back and out of play. 
it's always interesting to watch these guys as they come out the first time. And they've probably seen each other before. They kind of know what's uh, going on, familiar with uh, XTAM Jr.'s uh, stuff, things like that. But it's neat to see the adjustments they make as the game goes along and they learn their pitches and learn what they look like as they're released from their hand. Big lead at first for Chase Ballard. He goes. Hit and run is on, but it's fouled back and out of play. It's also something you like to see as being aggressive on the base paths, not just waiting for the hit, but going after something, trying to make things happen. And you know this Valley Ball Club can hit, and that's why they trust them to do things like a hit and run with one out here in the first. Another decent lead over at first base for Chase Fowler, and he's kind of leaning, and he goes once again. Popped up high in the air, right field. They were playing to pull Cooper Kikak with a long way to go, but it lands in foul territory. The outfield was playing the righty, Alex Viox, severely to pull, and man, that, if that landed for a base hit, that would have been potentially a triple for Alex Viox. Just because by the time, even with his speed, Cooper Kikek, you can have all the speed in the world. By the time he got to it, Viox would have probably been turning second base at that time. And it's in right field and it would have been rolling into foul territory. Also makes me wonder, too, how much the wind affected that one as well. Because even though it wasn't it on a line, it was popped up in the air. And the ball seemed to drift little by little as the wind was blowing. Picked up a little bit since my pregame jinx of saying there's not a lot of wind today at the Park Hill Sports Complex, but it's still by its standards quite calm as we got a swing and a miss and a fastball upstairs. Alex Viox is down on strikes for out number two in the bottom half of inning number one. It's usually the way that works. You think, hey, wow, it's a nice day up here. No wind at the mm-hmm. sports complex, no dust, and then all of a sudden it gets windy and you're back to where you were. Runner goes, hit and run is on, swing and a miss, strike, throw down to seconds, not in time, is diving in head first with the steal. Is Chase Fowler, great athlete for the Valley Catholic Warriors, their starting quarterback this year. Had a phenomenal season for Valley Catholic, great player on the basketball court as well. Thinking back to that Central Valley game down there that I think you and I did in some Both of the coldest. Of them. They were phenomenal games. Yeah, the coldest weather I think I've had in a long time. And uh, that was such a phenomenal game, just back and forth the whole game. And it wasn't until late that Central pulled away to win that one. Isaac Viox is behind in the count 0-1 after the swing and a miss. Here's the second pitch to him. And it skips in the dirt to Zach Meter. And the count is 1-1. One and one. I was talking with Coach Dunsey of the North County Raiders about Meter yesterday. He'll lead things off in the top of the second inning. But behind the plate, he did a really nice job in yesterday's game. Talked before about the job that Alex Viox was doing. It's not much easier for Meter when he's catching a guy like Job Smith, who's just a phenomenal pitcher. Ton of movement on his breaking ball, ton of velocity on his fastball. And you know, I asked him about that because Meter's just a freshman. He said, you know, he's been catching these guys really since seventh grade, so it's nothing new for him. Pitch popped up high in the air, right field. Cooper Kikek, late break on it, but with how high it was, he didn't need a great jump on it. Gets good read, comes on, makes the play for the third and final out to end the bottom half of inning number one. So the Valley Catholic Warriors, they get a runner to second base, but no further than that. No runs a hit and no errors otherwise to speak of. Score sits two to nothing. North County leading Valley Catholic of the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Graphic Options is our area's custom t-shirt and apparel manufacturer. Located at 120 West Pine in Farmington, Graphic Options offers a wide selection of options, including vinyl, screen print, embroidery, and more. Graphic Options in Farmington, a proud sponsor of high school sports. The votes have been counted. The numbers are in. 
The word is out. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right. The best hangout is the Bullpen Sports Grill, 1500 East Main Street in Lennington. The gang is waiting for you, so why not join them in the bullpen? Watch the big game on one of the big screens, enjoy a delicious meal, play a round of cornhole or in the arcade room, and have fun in a family-friendly atmosphere. There's only one way to play in the bullpen, and that's at the Bullpen Sports Grill in Lennington. Precious memories left behind Bring us joy and peace of mind When we celebrate the lives of those we love Proud to be a part of high school sports, Cozy Memorial Chapel and Crematorium, 217 West Columbia in Farmington. Wade's Auto Service is a locally owned and operated full service shop and wants to be your first choice for all your auto repair needs. To schedule an appointment, call 573-664-1302. Wade's Auto Service in Farmington is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Top half of inning number two. And it's Metter to lead things off for the North County Raiders, followed by Mullins and Kikak with the top of the order again for North County. Something about this game early on. You just kind of feel like North County's got a little bit of momentum going, obviously with the 2-0 lead, but you just feel like they're going to go up there and be aggressive and see if they can't just uh, go after this pitcher right now and see what they can get done. Now, they were certainly aggressive in that first inning, even with all said and done. Clayton Drury got through the frame in just 23 in, uh, pitches, and all but two batters for North County came to the plate. The 1-0 misses low for a ball, 2-0 to Metter as he digs back in. Left-handed batter's box. Pitch in there for a strike. What a day he had yesterday. Was having a bit of a tough going at the plate. He was 0 for 2 with a strikeout. It actually got pinch hit for at one point in the game by Connor Helms. Then got reinserted back into the lineup. And at the end of the game, in the bottom of the seventh inning, he came to the plate with the bases loaded. Exam Jr. in front of him was intentionally walked to load the bases and was able to bloop one over the head of the first baseman and into right field for the walk-off winner. Fouled back. Two and two. Looks like a line drive in the uh, scorebook. That's all you got to do. Get it into play. Get it over to the head of somebody. Get it to where they're not standing. And that's all he needed to do, and that's what he did. Metter digs back into the left-handed batter's box. Playing deep in the box. And the pitch to him. Backs him up. And it's ball four. So a leadoff walk worked by Metter. We'll see if he's going to get a courtesy runner out there at first base. And someone's out there. And now they do officially sub in for him. Looks like uh, going to be Tyler Gegg. Well, that's Valley. He wouldn't be running for him. Nope, it's Viznovsky. <laughs> Dylan Viznovsky. A he double agent if that was happening. If he ran for him, there would be a little bit of a protest, I think. Top half of inning number two. Runner on, nine hitter Grant Mullins up at the plate. He shows bunt, but pulls the barrel back, and he's going to take it for a ball. Want to know your count? I knew I was in bad trouble right there when I said Gegg. I went, Wait a minute. <laughs> that is not a North County name. Nope. That's a St. Genevieve name. Tell you what a St. Genevieve name is as well, Dunsey, and yep. he's a St. Genevieve graduate. It's kind of funny how you have those names that are associated with each school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you've got some with Central and Valley and everybody else. Pitch on the outside part of the plate, misses for a ball, and gunned down at second base by a mile is Viznovsky. Alex Viox with a picture-perfect throw from behind home plate to second for the out. And it almost looked like a delayed steal. He was so, I don't know, late to get to second base. It was just kind of odd. And the first base coach kind of talking it over with him just a bit about that. But uh, it was terrible jump, something about it. But, boy, Viox just nailed him at second. 
The 2-0, outside 3-0. So three balls, no strikes with one away in the top half of inning number two, and the base runner is erased. That one finds the corner for a strike. Three and one. Drury working quickly. Here's the pitch. Inside, called a strike. Battling back is Clayton Drury. He's run the count full at three and two after falling behind 3-0. Here he comes once again, wasting no time at all, and it's fouled straight back into the backstop. Grant Mullins just got a piece of that one. He's trying to, to turn that momentum around. It seemed like it was going North County's way again with that leadoff walk and then the caught stealing and quickly two strikes, and now let's see what happens. The pitch skips and goes off the catcher, Viox. It's down low in the dirt, and it's ball four to Grant Mullins. So they get that runner back, but there's one out, and here comes Cooper Keekak in the top of the order. That's usually the way it works, too, sometimes, is uh, you get that uh, guy caught stealing at second, the next guy gets on base, gets a hit, whatever the case might be. So uh, North County needing to uh, get that line rolling again, and they'll start with the top of the lineup. Leadoff hitter Cooper Keekak to the plate. North County wearing their blue uniforms today. Buttons only going down to a quarter of the front of the uniform. Otherwise, the white NC logo on the left side of the chest of the uniform with the opposite corner of the uniform sport and the number, white with a gold trim matching the numbers on the back of the uniform. Throw down to first, picked off at first base as Grant Mullins. He was caught leaning. That is two base runners for the North County Raiders who have been erased. One of them by Drury just now, the other Alex Viox behind the plate. And he did. He was just absolutely leaning towards second base. Maybe a sign that he was getting ready to go somewhere. And uh, Drury just turned over there and nailed him. Cooper Kikak hits that one up the line, but foul. Down the third base side. Well, that will certainly kill a rally when you get the first guy caught stealing, the second guy picked off. The top of your lineup is up there. And you, you as a runner down there, you got to be cognizant of that. That uh, for, you, know, you can't get picked off when you got the top of the lineup and some of the meat coming up. Like I'm okay with being aggressive on the base paths. You know, this is a North County bunch that's got some good speed. Um, you know, they're they're against the top seed of Valley Catholic Warriors. So I'm always in favor of being aggressive in those situations. But you got to be careful and know the situation as well too. You just erase two runners for what would have been the top of the order. Pop fly right field. Carson Tucker has got it for the third and final out to end the top half of inning number two. No runs, no hits, no errors, and courtesy of some base running miscues for North County, nobody left on base. We head to the bottom of the second inning. North County hanging on to a 2 to nothing lead over the Valley Catholic Warriors on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. At Ledco Community Credit Union, the mobile app makes it easier than ever to handle all of your daily banking needs. Designed to be intuitive and simple to use, the app offers you access to a wide range of popular features, including account balance and transfer, transfers between Ledco accounts, schedule, manage and pay bills, as well as mobile deposit capture. See their website for download instructions. The staff at Ledco Community Credit Union can make your life easier and more convenient. And they're proud to sponsor High School Sports Online. You can hear award-winning high school sports broadcasts on your computer or your iPad. Or you can download the KFMO radio app and have high school sports on any mobile device. Brought to you by KFMO and our partners at Ledco Community Credit Union. Visit us online at ledco.org or visit both of our branches, one in Park Hills, one in Farmington. Ledco Community Credit Union.
started back in 1982, Dalton Home Improvement has grown to be one of the most competitive siding companies in Missouri. Owned by Hank Kinsey, his crews are highly qualified installers, experienced in new construction and rehab. Dalton Home Improvement, 431-2373, proud to be a part of high school sports. To the bottom of the second inning we go. It is the North County Raiders hanging on to a 2-0 lead over Valley Catholic. 5-6-7 and seven due up in the order for Valley. And it's Grant Fowler at their second baseman to lead things off. He digs into the right-handed batter's box. Slightly open stance. Tim Exdam Jr. on the hill. As he sets right about the chest and the pitch. Fouled back out of play. We're always talking about confidence, and we're talking about momentum and things like that. Well, North County clearly had the momentum early. I think that last inning could be a momentum changer. Let's see what Valley can do against Exdam Jr. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Big hack from Grant Fowler, and he's behind in the count 0-2. Of course, if you're Exdam Jr., you want to get a 1-2-3 inning and kind of stem that tide just a bit. The 0-2 pitch. Outside part of the plate, taken for a ball. A ball and two strikes. Good job that time framing that pitch by Zach Metter as he uh, pulled it back in a little bit, but not good enough as it was uh, outside. Pitch hit high in the air, left field, deep in the gap. There to make the play is Zane Huff. That was well struck by Grant Fowler, but just not enough carry on it and too much air under it. And Huff makes the play for out number one. And when he hit that ball at first, I thought, man, that ball is going to go up the gap. It may get out of here. But uh, like you said, Zane Huff did a great job tracking it down, picking it up quickly, and uh, like you said, carried a little bit too much. And that's out number one. That's going to bring Clayton Drury to the plate. Starting pitcher for the Valley Catholic Warriors, his first time up. The pitch to him. Dropped in for a strike. Boy, you got to like Xtam early on in the game. He's getting ahead on the count. Every batter, he's coming after them. When they did hit the ball off of him, it doesn't phase him. He just goes right back after the next guy. Swing and a miss. And the count quickly 0-2. Out of the now 18 pitches Xtam Jr. has thrown, almost 90% of them have been for strikes. 16 out of 18. The pitch. Called strike three. Down looking is Drury. Fastball paints the low outside corner. May get 17 out of 19 pitches for Tim Exdam Jr. finding the zone. And I think really Drury was looking for something totally different, and he got the fastball instead, and he just stood there. He could do nothing. He could not pull that trigger at all. Two down. Here comes Tucker. Carson Tucker fouls off the first pitch he sees. Fastball low and away. He slices it at a play on the first base side. And the count hits 0-1. Chase Fowler hit the ball pretty hard back in that first inning, a line drive up the middle. Since then, really everything's been a foul ball or really not much to it if they even make contact at all. Swing and a miss, 0-2. Carson Tucker behind in the count. Here comes the 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three, and that's going to do it. A 1-2-3 inning from Tim Exdam Jr. and the North County Raiders as he downs the Valley Catholic Warriors in order, picking up two strikeouts in the process as well. 2 nothing remains your score. We head to the third. North County out in front of Valley Catholic this inning break. Brought to you by Missouri Farm Bureau agent Mike Sansegra in Farmington and Jonathan Steffen in Deloge. 
You want financial freedom as an adult. And as a parent, you'll want your kids to understand exactly where that begins. You can start by opening their very own student checking account at First State Community Bank. Once your son or daughter turns 12, they're eligible for a student checking account with no minimum balance requirements. A student checking account will be easy to understand for them and a wonderful teaching tool for you. First State Community Bank. Success starts here. Visit FSCB.com. Member FDIC. Curtis Glass Center of Park Hill, serving the Parkland area since 1978. For your auto, home, or business is the only local glass shop that offers in-house calibrations on foreign and domestic windshields. Curtis Glass Center is your choice for windshield replacement or repair, custom flat or tempered glass or home window repair, and the best customer service. Don't trust your glass to anyone else. Curtis Glass Center, 601 Main Street in Park Hills, or call 573-431-5616. Whether you're in pursuit of a transferable degree or need training to jumpstart a great career, your future starts at Mineral Area College. Max tuition is affordable, substantially less than a university, and we're close to home with locations in Park Hills, Fredericktown, Potosi, and Perryville. Interested in online classes? We offer those, too. We've been creating student success stories since 1922. There's no better time to start yours. Apply online at mineralarea.edu. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. The toughest part of the lineup coming to the plate, Job Smith with a big hack. He's behind on the fastball, and count goes 0-1. Second time through the order. For North County, Job Smith singled on that hard ground ball to the third baseman Aaron Eftink that he picked up thinking it was in foul territory, but it was a fair ball. Ball and a strike counts as that one misses downstairs. And the pitch from Drury. Missing on the knees. Two balls and a strike. Well, there's something you don't see much in the majors anymore, holding that hand up to get time. <laughs> no, you're not allowed to do that anymore. Was it one time and that's it? Per yeah. Bat? Batter's allowed to do it once. Used to see it on every pitch, every single time. Now, it's not an official timeout that's being called by Joe Smith. As he takes ball four downstairs, working a leadoff walk in the top of the third inning. The leadoff hitter in each of the first three innings for North County has reached base safely, although last half inning they were up at the plate. The first two that got on. Didn't get any further than first base. They were out on their own accord. Caught stealing and a pickoff. That brings Kreps to the plate. Can't remember who it was. I think it might have been Jordan Walker on opening day. Kept throwing that hand up there. Like automatically just doing it like he couldn't remember or something. Swing and a miss. Fastball upstairs. Missing for, or excuse me, would have missed for a ball. But it's a one count to Kreps. It's something that Derek Jeter popularized. You know, when you're just digging back in, you hold your hand up to you know, let the umpire know, hey, I'm not ready yet. And now it's kind of, it's not necessary. It's not a timeout that you're calling, though. You're not set. The pitcher's not ready to go. You're not calling time and stopping play from happening. As there is a nice pitch dropped in for a strike. It might have been the slider that time from Drury. And the count is 0-2. Now you don't need to hold that hand up, though, because the pitcher can't pitch until you make eye contact with him. 
And it doesn't matter whether or not you tell the umpire you're not ready yet. As long as you're ready within, what, eight seconds, I believe, for for the hitters is the yeah. rule. Yeah, as, you, as long as you're looking at the pitcher with eight seconds, you're good to go. Kreps leans out of the way of that one. And I've seen a couple of things over the last couple of weeks, especially with Cardinal baseball, where the umpires come out from behind home plate and told the pitcher, hey, you're going too quick, which is something that he'd probably never see before. The one-two fought off foul. I feel like that's a good problem to have. One of the few good problems the Cardinals have had in the early start of the season is you're moving too quickly when adjusting to the new pitch count rules as opposed to taking your time. Because if you're taking too long, then it's an automatic ball. Here's something you don't see in Major League Baseball, a little mini tornado going on here at the uh, sports complex. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like I said, I jinxed it pregame. I said there's not a lot of wind today. And still by the sports complex standards, not a ton as we got a pickoff move to first. Job Smith barely dives back in time. He's got a huge lead over at first base. Things started. But you see that usually a lot more frequently during a game. The 1-2, Job Smith faints like he's taken off, and it's a chopper. Hit up the line, touched up in foul territory by Aaron Efting. Definitely foul that time. It was foul by a few feet. And the count remains the ball and two strikes to Kreps. That little bit of swirling wind started out at second base, and you could watch the entire infield just watched it leave the field, came across the pitcher's mound, went over to the uh, right side from our vantage point, and went in foul territory and then disappeared. Kreps open stance. And another check over at first base. Job Smith dives back. That's something we don't see at the major league level nearly as much either. Multiple yeah. pickoff throws. I did get to see the athletic. I think it was did an article on where they asked players and a few managers what they liked and didn't like. Throw to first. Smith stumbles his way back to first base, but again, he's there safely. And again, Job Smith yesterday stole three bags. We know how great of an athlete he is. We saw it on display in a variety of sports throughout the past couple of years, in particular football and baseball. We'll see if he takes off here. He doesn't. Fouled back by Kreps, who's not going out quietly. Count remains the ball in two strikes. I saw a couple of uh, players that have said they don't like the uh, throwover rule, a couple of pitchers that didn't mm-hmm. like that. I've seen a few that didn't like other rules, but one that surprised me was the A's catcher. Smith takes off for second, pitches low and away for a ball. Throw to second is high and into center field. Smith immediately pops off the bag. He starts to take off for third base. Scampers back, but then it gets past Ryland Fowler in center field, so now he will take third on the E2. Well, that pitch came perfectly across the plate. It was a, uh, a pitch that was out of the strike zone, but at the same time, it gave Veox an absolute... Uh, easy throw to take down to first base, but Job Smith had jumped big time on the uh, pitcher, uh, Clayton Drury, and by the time he got to second base, it was no contest, and the ball skipped past him in the center field. He stands at third, and it won't be Kreps who brings him home. He's behind on the fastball on the outside part of the plate for strike three, and he goes down on strikes. That brings Zane Huff to the plate. Zane Huff had a really impressive game yesterday. He was three for four with two RBIs and three runs scored for North County. Single on a line drive to center field to continue his impressive hitting line through the tournament today. Breaking ball misses on the outside part of the plate for a ball to the lefty hitting Zane Huff. Well, the A's catcher is what I was going to finish that story real quick. He was the only guy in the whole thing that said, I love the runner at second base and extra innings. Popped up, foul territory. 
And it's on the third base side, and no one knows where it is. And finally, the shortstop, Chase Fallert, is the one who tracked it down. Everyone was kind of looking around. I was looking around, too. I lost track of where that ball went. And the third baseman, Aaron Eftink, kind of had his hands up like, I got no idea where this is. But Chase Fallert had it all the way, and there are two down in the top of the third. That's good defense by Valley. Not only was Fallert there, but the left fielder was close by, too. Pipkin slow roller up the first baseline. It's going to be a foot race. There with it, Isaac Viox, and he's got the shorter trip to the bag. He takes it himself, and that will do it for the top half of inning number three. The North County Raiders, they get the runner at third with nobody out, but they can't bring him home. No runs, a hit, and one error otherwise to speak of. We are through two and a half to the bottom of the third we go. North County with the lead still. Two to nothing over Valley Catholic on KFMO. Gilster Mary Lee Corporation is hiring owner-operators for a growing and busy fleet at their Southeast Missouri facility. Drivers will pull Gilster Mary Lee trailers. Owner-operators are paid all miles at $1.85 per mile plus $11.50 per hour for downtime and drivers are given weekly settlements. Loads consist of no-touch freight and round-trip dispatch so drivers can be home each week. Keep busy all year round and return after each load. Call Mike Welker at 800-851-5371. That's 800-851-5371. The St. Francis County Community Partnership is a proud supporter of local high school sports and they remind you to stay alcohol and drug free for your best possible performance. The St. Francis County Community Partnership, adding value, bringing hope, online at sfccp.org. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted, your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. Bottom of the third inning, want to thank a few of our sponsors for joining us here during the MAAA Conference Tournament, including Holt Camp, Dewitt Center, and Bon Terre, the Walmart Supercenters in Farmington and Deloge, RP Lumber in Park Hills, and Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton. Two to nothing, your score. It's the North County Raiders leading the Valley Catholic Warriors. Next name, Junior Nods. He's facing off against Isaac Bosler. Eight, nine, and one will bat this inning for Valley Catholic. And the first pitch fastball misses up top. One to no. Next name, Junior. Sets. Here's the one out. Foul back out of play. Central Rebels. They've been here for a while. More of them filing in as we get deeper into this ball game. They're due up next. The rematch against the West County Bulldogs. 4-2. to two, They lost that contest. The 1-1. Lower third of the plate, but it misses on the outside. And the count goes 2-1. and one. You could almost kind of see Jackson Fowler thinking, man, I hope that's outside because he felt like that he it was going to be close enough it might get called. Pitch to Fowler. Misses. It's the first time we've seen the pitcher, Tim Extam Jr., get behind in the count much today. He's been attacking the zone. And the 3-1, golfed in the air, foul territory, hooking, and it's going to land innocently as it's way foul. And the count goes 3-2. and two. 
I think this is probably, if I'm uh, by memory, and, and even really looking at the scorecard, first time he's fallen behind any hitter all day today, as you talked about, over 90% of his pitches early in this game were strikes. Here's the 3-2 pitch. Hit hard on the ground, left-hand side, through into left field for a base hit. And it gets past the left fielder Zane Huff as it's misplayed. Well, Fowler's on with a single, advancing to second on the E7. Well, that ball was hit just right between the shortstop and the third baseman, and really, that's what you want if you're a pitcher. If you're going to give up a runner, you don't want to walk him. You want to make him earn it, and he did. And then it got out to left field, and I'm not sure what happened with Zane Huff out there, but he just couldn't quite figure out where the ball was or didn't see it or whatever, but it got past him, and once it got past him, that allowed the runner to move up to second base, and now a runner at second and nobody out. That was the first time Exdam Jr. started to batter off with a ball in this game. Make it two times now as taking ball one upstairs is Aaron Eftink. Nine hitter third baseman for Valley Catholic. He's got a runner in scoring position with nobody out. A 1-0. 2-0. That was a great, efficient first two innings for Ekstam. Just through his 30th pitch of the game, 12 pitches in the first, 11 for strikes, 10 in the second, 9 for strikes. Here in the third already, he's thrown eight, and only three of them have found the zone, and that will draw his catcher, Metter, out from behind the plate to have a conversation. Something in his mechanics obviously messed up just a little bit. Sometimes that happens, and maybe he starts thinking about it too much again, and maybe gets a little bit bugged by the air or giving up the hit, something like that. And I think Metter just wanted to kind of calm him down for a second. Look to second. 2-0. Upstairs, 3-0. and and he's doing this against the bottom of the lineup. Jackson Fowler and Aaron Eftink. That's not where you want to lose your control and give free passes away. Especially Ryland Fowler. It's due up next, and there's a free pass. Ball four way upstairs. And here comes Ryland Fowler to the plate. Second time through the order coming up for the Valley Catholic Warriors. And it'll come with two on and nobody out in a two-run ball game. Used to hate it when the late Mike Shannon would say, oh, those walks will come back to hurt you, but they usually do. Let's see if uh, Valley can make uh, Exdam Jr. a little bit more upset this afternoon. Yeah, our condolences go out to the Shannon family and the Cardinals family as well, losing a great one. Mike Shannon passing away this weekend. 50 years he spent as the voice of the St. Louis Cardinals. We're affiliates of them with our sister station, B104.3. Part of the largest radio network for any baseball team in the country is that one's in the dirt for a ball 2-0. Exdam Jr. is having a hard time finding his location. They said Mike was a great football player, too. A lot of people mm-hmm. believe he could have been an NFL quarterback, but he liked baseball a lot more. I was reading something that he is arguably, even to this day still, one of the best athletes to come out of the St. Louis area. Pitch in there for a strike. 2-1 and one your count. It was interesting with all these, you know, retelling of his life stories that have been coming out, obituaries, memoirs, things of that nature in these past few days as there's a pitch that misses upstairs. Three and one goes the count with Chase Fowler on deck. Cool to learn a little more about the man behind the voice in the box, the St. Louis Cardinals. The 3-1 pitch. Breaking ball. Ooh, I don't know how that found the zone, but 
Somehow, some way, in a fourth dimension, perhaps it did. And you can hear the collective sigh from the Valley fans here on my left side as that ball was looked like it was inside and low, but uh, when the strike was called, you heard them sigh. Maybe not ooze like we heard to our left, but I think I heard an O or two ring out from our right-hand side where the North County Raiders are. And, oh, I didn't think that was going to be a strike. That one's definitely a strike. It would have been ball four, but Ryland Fowler chases it way upstairs above his head. And the he's down on strikes. And here comes the manager for the North County Raiders, Jake Donzi, to have a conversation with Exam Jr. He'll bring the whole infield in as well. Perhaps it's not a one-on-one conversation with him and Exam. Perhaps he just wants to go over how to handle this from a fielding perspective with his entire infield. Because here's the situation. You've got Aaron Eftink at first. Jackson Fowler at second base with Chase Fowler up at the plate. And we mentioned before, Chase Fowler, phenomenal athlete. So is the double play, is that the best move? You know, like if it's not a rocket shot or something like that, you might be best off in a two-run ball game against a team like Valley Catholic eating it and not trying to turn the traditional, you know, 6-4-3 or 4-6-3 double play if it's not going to happen quickly. Yeah, or look at another option, maybe a hard ground ball to the shortstop, take it to third and get the lead runner and not worry about anything else, not be in a mindset of if I get a ball hit to me, I'm going for the double play, unless mm-hmm. it's hit really hard yeah. and you can turn it quickly, maybe an unassisted double play where or a, uh, the shortstop actually just takes it himself, steps on the bag and throws it. Yeah, I think you're... Typical 6-4-3, 4-6-3. If you're going to go that route, it's got to be really hit hard to you. Right up the middle, and no one's able to get to it. It's through into center field for a base hit and kicked off the heel of the glove by Grant Fallard. One run scores. Sliding it head first into third is Chase Fallard. Is two runs, well, or excuse me, that's Aaron Efting sliding into third. I thought that was Fallard with his speed, but he stays at first base with the throw coming in. And one run scores. I thought they got both home there, but Efting must have been holding up at first just in case it didn't get through. And I think the uh, on-deck batter had moved out to pick up the bat, and so he was standing close to home plate as well. So it looked like a couple of guys had scored there, but uh, that's just uh, the uh, next batter, Alex Viox, who's coming up with a chance now. Runners at first and third, and you're looking at only one out. That's the strikeout. Uh, of uh, Ryan Fowler. I'm surprised that they didn't send Efting home, especially with it kicking off the heel of the glove of Grant Mullins. I don't know why he got a late jump, but he did. First pitch, misses low and inside for a ball. 1-0, Chase Fowler swipes second, and it's now a 2-1 to ball game. You can feel that momentum change. We were talking about a ground ball to the shortstop. That ball wasn't hit hard, but it was hit right up the middle where nobody could get to it, and a little bit of a uh, kick in center field helped out for Valley. Breaking ball. Ooh, a knee-buckling one as well as Viox started to lean back out of that one, and it wound up clipping the strike zone. One and one your count. Extam sets. The one-one. Breaking ball again. Popped up on the infield, and calling for it is Extam. He's got it. Turns quickly back to third base. See if Efting's even daring, trying to tag up on a fly out to the pitcher that's closer to home plate than it was the mound. Yeah, and you know, I think he did a good job, though, with Extam Jr. He just came in, and he called it off immediately because he had a good angle at it. When you're the catcher, Zach Metter, you're looking straight up, and you can see the spin on the ball, and it may have been rolling a little bit back towards the mound, and I think uh, that uh, the pitcher, Extam Jr., thought, I can get to this one a little quicker. Isaac Viax now comes to the plate 0-1, taking a fastball upstairs, 1-0. 
it's amazing how this game works, and, and you see things you've never seen before. But, you know, things like this as well, where a pitcher's just cruising, and then things just start to fall apart a little bit. Pop out to right field. That's the day so far. Low and away, it misses for a ball. I mean, a guy's coming out, strike one, strike two, maybe ball one, and then an out. Now it's ball one, ball two, ball three. Finally gets an out or something like that. It's just crazy how this game can work. Do a pitch. Well, excuse me, check swing, and it's off the end of the bat and foul. And the count goes two and one. Grant Fallert up next. The two-one pitch. Fouled back again, two and two. It's a big, big spot here for the Valley Catholic Warriors. Yeah, they'll have opportunities, I'm sure, throughout the game, but that momentum right now is kind of teetering on the brink of really belonging to them. A base hit here could score a couple of runs and really give them the momentum they want. Uh, On the other side, Extam Jr. wants that strikeout. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball, chopped on the left-hand side, and it's off the chest of Joe Smith, and it's going to roll into the outfield grass. One run scores, we're tied. Two run scores, Valley is taking the lead, 3-2. to two. Well, Joe Smith got over, got in front of it, but we've seen that ball hop a little crazy all day today, not only on the infield, but also in the outfield as well, and it just ate him up, came up, hit him in the chest, and you know with the chest that big, that ball's going to bounce far away, and it did. It went into center field, and both runs came around to score. I'll tell you why it ate him up. He got cut off by Chase Fowler. Chase Fowler kind of screened him in the last second, running from second base to third, and I think that's why it surprised Joe Smith when it got to him. I don't think he really saw how it was bouncing to him. And it skips off his chest and into the outfield. I'm going to put that down as a single. And that scores two, and it's a 3-2 to two ball game. Valley has retaken, or excuse me, has taken their first lead of the game. With a big at bat there with an opportunity to drive in runs, and he does it. Isaac Viox takes off, and it's popped up. Foul territory, shallow right field, and Pipkins got, oh, it's off the heel of his glove. Kind of at a weird angle to try to get to that one. I thought he had it for a second, but it falls out. And I actually thought that ball was going to get away from him, and I didn't think he had a chance. And I look up, and it's right under, or right over the top of him. He was just momentum going the other way, trying to look up, making a catch over the shoulder. That's a tougher catch than, than you think. You see major leaguers do it all the time, but, man, it is a tough catch. One ball, one strike your count. We'll see if they send Isaac Viox again. He's dancing around over at first base. He doesn't go. And it's swung on and hit in the air. Right field hugging the line. Cooper Kikek coming over and watches it land in foul territory. Ball on two strikes. Grant Fowler's 0 for 1 today with a fly out to left field. I think any ball that's hit towards right field is always going to get a little bit of a wind push, and maybe sometimes bigger than others. But uh, every ball we've seen hit over there starts to tail away, and it just keeps tailing and eventually winds way up out of way out into foul territory. Here's the one-two pitch to Grant Fowler. Hit on the left-hand side this time to the left fielder Zane Huff. He leaps and he's got it right about the wall. It'll be a stretch to call it a robbery. But nonetheless, Zane Huff just took away an extra base hit from Grant Fallert as he smoked it pretty much right to him. But the damage is done by the Valley Catholic Warriors as they get three runs off of three hits, one error, and they leave one stranded at base. 
They got a 3-2 to two lead as we're through three innings complete. To the fourth we go. You're listening to coverage of the MAAA Conference Tournament on the Parkland Sports Leader AM 1240 KFMO. When your home or business is damaged from a fire or flooding, call Bryant Restoration, 366-6351. Locally owned and operated by Reggie Abishon on Benham Street in Bonterre. Proud to be a part of high school sports. Bryant Restoration. Today's tax laws are complicated. A relatively simple return can be confusing. It is easy to overlook deductions to which you are entitled. Hi, I'm John Boyd with Boyd & Associates in Farmington. Accounting is what we do best. We are professional, experienced, affordable, and offer a broad range of services for business owners, executives, and independent professionals. We turn complicated matters into simple concepts. Find us online at boyd-cpa.com. Boyd & Associates, we are proud supporters of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. We are happy to support all of the area's athletes and are proud to be a part of high school sports. Banking with people like you, Unico Bank. It's back. What's back, Charlotte? I'm not going back to work. No, silly. The pretzel crust pizza at Little Caesars. Ah, so customers can once again enjoy a pretzel crust topped with creamy cheddar cheese and loaded pepperoni. Yum. Yep, and it's every day, hot and ready from 4 to 8 for only $6.99. So try one today. Charlotte, I say pretzel, you say... Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge. Oh, well, at least it's back. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Shelter Insurance Agent Scott Haggerty in Park Hills, Kilster Mary Lee in Chester, Illinois, your local Plaza Tire Service, Little Caesars in Farmington and Deloge, and Graphic Options in Farmington. First pitch to Extam. A hot shot right back to Clayton Drury on a hop. Easy toss for him over to first base. And there's one down to begin the top of the fourth inning. It's a 3-2 to two lead for the Valley Catholic Warriors over the North County Raiders. He played that exactly the way it needed to be played, too. He just reached up there and grabbed it. And it was a nice hot shot up the middle, but he did a great job of getting to it. Here comes Jack Moore to the plate. Strikeout looking. That's his day. And he takes the first pitch low and away for a ball, 1-0. 1-0 pitch. Low and away, missing for ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Metters do up next as this one's fouled back. Pitch right there. Might have been out of the strike zone, but it looked really meaty. It looked like it was out over the plate a little bit. It was up high. And really, if uh, Moore had caught it in the strike zone, I don't think he would have been able to turn it around because it was a little too high to do anything with. Here's the 2-1. That'll lean Jack Moore out of the way. And the count is 3-1. and 3-1 pitch. Low inside corner. Moore thought it was ball four, but it got the zone for a strike. And the count runs full at 3-2. and 3-2 pitch. Fought off foul out of play by Moore. And Clayton Drury works fast on the hill when he's in the zone. I mean, he get it. He gets it. He gets locked in, and he's ready to go. Look at him. Pitch. Downstairs, ball four. And it's a leadoff work walk worked by Jack Moore. Yeah, he wouldn't have any trouble in Major League Baseball right now because nope. he is absolutely moving quickly. And, uh, you know, the North County Raiders are letting him do it, too, because if you are in the batter's box and the pitcher is working that quickly, 
and you just stay in the box and you don't move, you just keep concentrating, he'll keep on working that quickly. And especially like we talked about, you know, calling a timeout. So we haven't seen North County do that. Call a timeout and step out of the box to try to mess up uh, his flow. Let's see how things change with the runner on and Metter coming to the plates. He'll dig into the left-handed batter's box against the righty Clayton Drury. The pitch. Downstairs, missing four ball. Want to know your count. I'll have to slow down just a little bit, but uh, he still likes to get the ball and get after it. But pitching from the stretch will make it a little bit slower. The one out. Hit hard on the ground, right-hand side, and snagged by the second baseman, Grant Fallard. His only play is the first is Jack Morris, pretty much at second by the time he got to it. And he's able to get Metter out for two down here at the top of the fourth. I didn't think that ball was going to be able to be caught before it got to the outfield, and a great play that time by Grant Fowler getting over there, not only getting to it, but getting the glove on the ball. He turned and looked at second, but he saw there was no way to get the runner at second, so he took the out at first, and now with two down, a runner out at second. Another big run for North County, though. He's got some, like, Dustin Pedroia range out at second base, Grant Fowler. comes Grant Mullins to the plate. Takes ball one upstairs, one to know. Well, back to the conversation we had about, you know, how pitchers, catchers, managers, etc., were feeling about the new baseball uh, pitch clock rules that have been implemented. As the 1-0 pitch, taken outside 2-0. Uh, the big thing that you mentioned was, you know, the throwovers and the disengagements, as they call it, the limit on those. And there was a reason they had to add that rule when they were trial running this in the minor leagues, as this one's golfed foul and into the parking lot out of play. Two and one goes to counts. In the minors, the pitchers kind of realized, okay, this is kind of an infinite time cheat code because any time they felt like the clock was running out on them and they wanted more time, they just step off the mound. And they just kept doing that again and abusing the system. Swung on, hit in the air into right field. Carson Tucker comes on for the third and final out to end the top half of inning number four. So the North County Raiders, they get the game-tying run to second base, but no further than that. No runs, no hits, and no errors in the rest of the scorebook. We are through three and a half innings of play as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning. Three to two, Valley Catholic with the lead over North County on AM 1240 KFMO. Hi folks, this is Randy Holsey at Flooring Systems. High school sports teaches many lessons that last a lifetime, and that's why we are proud to be a part of high school athletics in the parkland. Stop by or call 573-760-1461. We're Flooring Systems of Farmington, a name you can stand on. Hungry? The Riverside Grill on East Main Street in Park Hills has homemade daily specials or choose from a menu of other delicious entrees or stop by for a hearty breakfast every day from 7 a.m. to 11 a.m. The Riverside Grill across from the Farmer's Market in Park Hills. Hi, Kimber Monroe, local attorney and proud sponsor of high school sports. With over 20 years of legal experience, I'm here to help you. That's Kimber Monroe at KimberMonroeLaw.com. The choice of an attorney is an important decision and should not be based on advertising. Ozarks Federal Savings and Loans mobility app allows you to bank right from your smartphone or tablet. Just download the Ozarks Federal mobility app in your app store. With mobility, you can deposit checks remotely, check your account balances, transfer funds between accounts, pay bills online, and more. Ozark's Federal Mobility App, a convenient way to bank from anywhere. To find out more, go to OFSL.bank or call one of our knowledgeable account specialists. Ozark's Federal, the homeowner's bank. Always loyal, always local. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. At Missouri Baptist University, students experience more than higher education. It's more than degrees and more than meaningful relationships. It's about transformation. 
The outlook you'll leave with will bring light to darkness and set the foundation to become the person you've always wanted. Your best. MBU is the place to build character as well as earning potential. Learn more at mobap.edu. To learn more about how you can join us this summer, call 573-431-9700 or visit us at our Farmington Regional Learning Center. I want to thank a few of our sponsors for joining us during the MAAA Conference Tournament, including Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton, Service Master Restoration by MMCT in Park Hills and Hillsboro, and Citizen Spine and Sport in Farmington. We head to the bottom of the fourth inning. 3-2 to two is your score. It's the Valley Catholic Warriors with the lead over the North County Raiders, and Clayton Drury behind in the count as he swings and misses on the first pitch downstairs in the zone from Extam Jr. Looking to bounce back after a tough bottom of the third inning. Neil one. That missed. Where? I'm not quite sure once again. <laughs> yeah. That looked like a good breaking ball that dropped into the zone. Instead, it's a 1-1 count. And I think everybody was waiting on the call, and it just never came. The 1-1 pitch. Hit in the air. Left field deep. Zane Huff backing up. He'll settle and make the catch about 10 feet shy of the wall in left field. That was a well-struck ball from Clayton Drury. But just hit it almost right to Zane Huff, who just had to go back a little bit. That's two balls that have been hit right on the handle or right on the knob or, and really hit hard, uh, but right at the left fielder. Zane Huff is doing a good job out there playing a little bit with the line drive and also with a little bit of wind and getting under those balls and making the catch. Carson Tucker to the plate. First pitch to him. Swung on a miss. He's behind in the count 0-1. Strikeout swinging his first time up. The pitch from Dam. And it's a breaking ball that drops in for a strike. Oh, and two-year count. Extam looks like he's gone back to his original idea of getting ahead of every hitter coming out uh, to pitch in this inning. Popped up foul territory out of play. Remains an 0-2 count. Yeah, that was the big outlier in that third inning for Extam is how infrequently he hit the strike zone, especially when compared to the first two innings. 91% in the first, 90 even in the second inning. A little over 51% in the third. Hit on the ground. Slow roller towards second. Michael Huff is there. He easily tosses first, and there are two down in the bottom of the fourth inning. Well, he got him and jammed him just a bit as he got around on it, but he couldn't hit it very hard as he kind of hit it off the inside of the handle and hit it right to Michael Huff. He did a good job getting in front of it, picking it up, throwing the runner out. Here comes Jackson Fowler to the plate. DH for the Valley Catholic Warriors, batting in place of left fielder Isaac Bosler. One for one today is Jackson Fowler. Single on a hard ground ball to left field. Sees one skip to the plate. And it's a 1-0 count. Felt like that after that uh, first couple of innings that uh, Extam Jr. Was gone, had gone to more breaking balls than fastballs. First couple of innings with a lot of fastballs. And I don't know if they were just trying to change things up to keep a pattern from developing or what. But uh, he was having a hard time getting the breaking balls across. The one out. That one misses downstairs for a ball. 2-0. And I think Valley also did a good job of waiting him out a little bit, making him think a little bit too long because he was working pretty quickly as well. 2-0 pitch. Popped up foul territory behind everyone and out of play. 2-1 your count. Next dam. Sets. The 2-1. Upstairs, 3-1. You got Aaron Eftink due up next. 
He worked to walk his first time up, and that's at the table for Valley Catholic. The 3-1 pitch. That'll scoot Jackson Fowler back as he works a walk on five pitches. Ball four. Well, the last time up in that third inning when uh, Valley picked up three runs, the two guys at the bottom of the lineup, Jackson Fowler and Aaron Eftink, got it started. A hit and then a base on balls, and now with two outs, you've got one of those guys back on base. It's Eftink who comes to the plate, and Fowler on base safely for the second time this game. And might see a courtesy runner come out in place of Jackson Fowler. And we will. We got someone trotting out of the dugout for the Valley Catholic Warriors. It's Isaac Bosler. So he is going to come in and courtesy run for the DH, batting in his place, Jackson Fowler. That's one thing that Major League Baseball has looked at as well. They're doing that in the minors right mm -hmm. now, the courtesy runner. I'm not sure if I like that one. No, I don't like simply that. Simply because... You know, usually you do that if it might be good if there were pitchers on base, but since the pitcher is not batting anymore in either yeah. league, it kind of, you know, turns into something like the high school game itself. Having like a designated runner that you can put in at any point in the game, which is interesting because they can only do it once. That's where I think it's interesting. And that could be one of those if they do put it in the game, the purists are going to be upset, but it might actually make the game better just because you'll have more action on the base path. Swing and a miss. You have a guy like a Billy Hamilton that, you know, isn't out there all that often. Now they're going to make sure they get a wristband for Isaac Bosler as Coach Gag trots out across the infield to toss him one. So that way he knows what signals are coming. That's a guy I think you and I were talking about, uh, some different guys that could do that. Billy Hamilton's one that came to my mind. I couldn't think mm -hmm. of his name at the time. Not a great hitter. No. But, man, that kid had some speed, especially when he first came up in the league. Fastball upstairs, misses for a ball. Runner goes to second. They tagged him out. Metter guns down Isaac Bosler, trying to swipe second base, and that's going to end the bottom of the fourth inning as Aaron Eftink, he'll get a fresh count when he comes to the plate to lead off the bottom of the fifth. But first, we got the top half of inning number five. Valley Catholic Warriors with the lead over North County, 3-2. to two. That's coming your way next on KFMO. Nothing beats the convenience of pushing a button for instant heat and a beautiful fire, even when the power is out. This is Lance Seacrest, and at Leadbelt Stove and Fireplace, we can do just that with our wide variety of Regency and Manesson gas fireplaces. Visit us online and request a quote anytime at leadbeltstove.com. Hi folks, John Robinson here, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. It's finally springtime and boy, we're excited. We've got lots of inventory, big rebates, 2023 Grand Cherokee L's, rebates up to $5,500 plus big Pettis discounts. The truck you're looking for, we've got them, half tons, three quarters and one tons. Custom lifted leather, you name it, diesels, gas, no matter what it is, we've got them with discounts and rebates. So come see us, Pettis, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Supercenter, Farmington, Missouri. Back, neck, or joint pain? Ow! Ongoing or recent work or sports injury? Ah! Dr. Armstrong and Dr. Probst of Citizen Spine and Sport of Farmington, the official team, chiropractors and trainers of Central High School, offer a conservative and effective approach to spinal manipulation, ART, rehab exercise, dry needling, and now class 4 laser therapy to accelerate tissue healing by decreasing inflammation in chronic and acute pain areas. Call Citizen Spine and Sport at 573-701-0770 today. Ah! 
Spring is here, and now is the time to give Impressive Farm and Home in Ironton a call to get your yard from looking drab to looking fab. From tree and shrub removal, excavation, landscape design, and more, Impressive Farm and Home can be your yard makeover go-to. Impressive Farm and Home services Iron, Madison, and St. Francis counties. Call 573-432-2112 for a free quote or visit Impressive Farm and Home at 476 South Main Street in Ironton. Kikak with a soft dribbler up the middle, and it squeaks just past the diving chase Fowler and into center field for a base hit. Game-tying run for North County is on. It's their leadoff hitter, Cooper Kikak. Nobody out top half of inning number five. North County trails 3-2. to two. That's how that uh, Cooper Kikak got things started in the first inning. That's what North County would like to see again here in the fifth. First pitch in there for a strike to Job Smith. He's one for one today with a single on hard ground ball to third and a walk. Digs back into the right-handed batter's box. The pitch. Slow roller towards short. Chase Fowler's got it. Only plays to first. It's not in time. Too slow developing a play for the speedy Job Smith as he beats it out for an infield single. His second infield single of the ball game, and there's two on. Nobody out in the top of the fifth inning with the three-hitter Trenton Kreps coming to the plate. It is pretty close to a carbon copy of that first inning with uh, Cooper Kekak leading off with a little ball hit up the middle that he got through for a base hit. And then right after that, Job Smith got an infield single on a ball that we thought had gone foul, and the third baseman actually looked at the home plate umpire before continuing the play, and that gave Job Smith just enough uh, time to get on first base. That time, almost the same thing as the ball was uh, hit in a spot where the shortstop or third baseman couldn't get to it. Kreps having a tough afternoon. He's been up twice. He has struck out swinging both times. Trying to avoid the golden sombrero as the corners are in. Bunt is shown. It's popped up. Dive and unable to get to it is Isaac Viox. And by the time he picks it up, everyone's safe. Well, they got Cooper Kikak at third. Excuse me. That was a great play by Viox, too, because what happened was the ball came up, and the first baseman, uh, Isaac Viox, came running in. As the ball hit the ground, he touched the ball. So now it's a fair ball. So Alex Viox sees the ball pop right up, looks down to third. The third baseman had gone back, playing it like a first baseman, and he threw it down there for the long stretch, and they just got Cooper Kekak. So a heads-up play by the catcher. That gets the lead runner. It keeps it at two on. Runners at first and second. With one out now in the top of the fifth inning, and Zane Huff coming to the plate. Score that a fielder's choice, 3-2-5. That is a big, big play right there, getting that lead runner over at third base because there's a lot of speed on the base paths already, but uh, the catcher, Alex Viox, just kept his head and got the runner out at third. The 1-0 pitch misses downstairs, gets away from the catcher. They're going to try to send the runner to second. It's cut off by Chase Fowler, and that's going to keep Job Smith at third as he took off for third base himself. Again, I don't think Kreps got a really good jump off of first base. Not sure if the ball got away or what, but uh, he was down at second base trying to run into uh, the tag or get around the tag, and the ball just kind of short-hopped the infielder down. Now the players or the infield is in for the play at the plate. Game time runs at third. Go ahead runs at second. Hard ground ball to the second baseman, Grant Fowler. They're going to try the play at the plate. It gets away from the catcher. Safe is Job Smith. Everyone's going to get an extra bag, and that means Kreps is going to score from third. And North County has taken the lead by one. Four to three, they're out in front. 
and I think what happened is that pay that play worked exactly like Valley wanted it to. They threw it home. Viox caught the ball. He put the tag down and then dropped it. And for just a split second, he rolled over, threw his hands up, and kind of like, oh, man, how did I miss that ball? But the ball just trickled away from him, and he didn't see it. And the runner coming around third just kept going and eventually came in to score. And score that in E2. That plates two. And Huff now stands at second base with Pipkin coming to the plate. That was an odd, odd play, especially after seeing such a great play by Alex Viox behind the plate to get Cooper Kekak at third, keeping his head cool and throwing the ball down there to nail the guy. And then on the very next play, you get a ground ball to second. Looks like you got another out coming to the plate, and the ball just got away from Viox. I mean, he, he couldn't handle the throw and the runner at the same time. But laying there and kind of, you know, in desperation, getting a little angry at himself, that ball just trickled away far enough for Trenton Kreps to round that bag and come home. Long meeting on the mounds with Nathan Gag and his entire infield. And the meeting is adjourned. Everyone will go back to their respective spots. And you've got Tyler Pipkin coming to the plate with an insurance run standing on second base. Drury on the hill, the pitch. This is downstairs for a ball. Want to know your count to Tyler Pipkin, who is 0 for 2 today. Strikeout looking and a ground out to first. The pitch. Misses low for a ball. 2 and 0 your count. The pitch. High chopper towards second. It's snagged by Grant Fallard. His only play is the first. It's made. Huff advances to third on the play. And there's two down with Extam Jr. coming to the plate. He almost had a little bit of an in-between hop, but he charged that ball, got to it. He made sure that that runner wasn't rounding third. He had plenty of time to get the runner at first, and that's what he did. Got the sure out. Runner over at third now with two down. It's a big run for North County if they can somehow plate that one. Extam could be playing his way to some free pizza. Double on a line drive to right field and ground out. And having a nice game at the on the pitcher's mound as well. As he falls behind in the count, 0-1. The pitch. Look out. Ooh, there's that nasty curveball from Clayton Drury. It looks like out of his hand it's going to hit Extam. He ducks, and then it breaks it across the zone. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Drop third strike. The throw to first in time. And that is going to do it. For the top half of inning number five. But the North County Raiders regain the lead. They're up by one. They get two runs off of two hits and error. And leave a runner stranded at third. Four to three year scores. We head to the bottom of the fifth inning. North County back out in front of Valley Catholic on KFMO. It's not the kind of thing we like to talk about. But it's something we all must face. You can make things easier on the ones you love. By pre-planning your funeral arrangements at Horton and Wampler. They will listen to your needs and offer several choices for arrangements and then make sure all your questions are answered. Horton and Wampler Funeral Home, located at One Federal Park in Park Hills, serving the needs of Parkland families since 1991. Susie Caldwell-Horton, Patty Caldwell-Wampler, David and Dana Wampler are there when you need them. For anything related to collision repair and automotive glass, trust the award-winning Brad Wooten Auto Body. Automotive Service Excellence Award winner. Customer Service Award winner. Customer Satisfaction Award winner. Business of the Year Award winner. And Best of the Parkland Award winner. In addition, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. 
the award-winning Brad Wooten Auto Body across from Ozark Regional Library in the beautiful Arcadia Valley. To schedule an appointment, call 573-546-BUMP. Calling all PNC insurance agents. Mark your calendars for May 16th. Service Master Restoration by MMCT will be providing continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma live in person. This event is free for agents. There will be amazing guest speakers and free food. Reserve your spot for these continuing education courses on hoarding and trauma by calling 636-208-5653. That's 636-208-5653. Service Master Restoration by MMCT, a disaster restoration and large loss recovery partner. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarry Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd and Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. Bottom of the fifth inning, got a 4-3 ball game on our hands here. And we got the bottom of the order back up for the Valley Catholic Warriors. It's Aaron Efting restarting with a fresh count. Want to know your count to him now. As Tim Extam Jr. stands tall on the mound. Here's the pitch. This is low four ball, 2-0. See what kind of a version we get of Extam Jr. here after getting the lead back. You want to come out and establish yourself and get that uh, quick inning if you can and get your offense back out there. And so far, he's had a little trouble hitting the plate. The two up. Foul back. Counts it's two and one. F. Tink worked a walk in his only other appearance at the plate, if you don't count the inning ago. When he was left standing at the plate, when you had Isaac Bosler gunned out at second base on a perfect throw from Metter. Two one. Here it comes. Upstairs, three and one. Junior has done a nice job outside of that third inning being efficient with his pitches, and that's key because North County is getting a little thinner in terms of pitching after him. Three one misses low. No, got the zone. Count is full three and two. Here's the payoff pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. On the 71st pitch from Exdam Jr. And going back to his efficiency, that's key because as only a sophomore, he's only allowed 95 through the game. And there's reason to believe if he keeps pitching as efficiently as he has in every inning besides the third, he could potentially finish this game out. And that would be big because North County does not want to go and have to use a bunch of pitchers here today, especially if they win this game. You know, none of these teams want to do that. They want to keep their, uh, you know, pitchers efficient and get them in and out of the game. Fastball upstairs, misses for ball one. Joe Smith unavailable through greater than 30 pitches yesterday. Tyler Pipkin went way beyond that number yesterday as the starter. Breaking ball dropped in for a strike. One ball, one strike, your count. So they'd like to not have to go any further the next stand, but we'll see. A lot of baseball remains to be played. Popped up. Does it stay in the ballpark? It's amongst the fans, and it lands out of play. Count is one and two. Ryland Fallert with one out in the bottom of the fifth inning. Third time through the order beginning for the Valley Catholic Warriors. Ground out up the middle, and a strikeout swinging on his day. 
And we got two baseballs. <laughs> Umpire handed uh, Zach Metter a baseball, but the pitcher already had one. I guess it was thrown in off of the uh, other field after a foul ball. Here comes the 1-2 pitch. Fastball way upstairs, and fouling it back is Ryland Fowler. Should have taken that for a ball. X-Dame's done a good job of getting Valley Catholic to bite on that upstairs fastball throughout the game, and it's not like it's a hittable one that they've been biting on either. It's a lot of ones just like that above your head. Low and away, it misses for a ball. Two and two. Sometimes that ball just looks so... It looks so fat. It looks like a beach ball coming in there, and you just don't realize there's not much you're going to do with it if you do put a good bat on it. It's just an awkward angle to try to swing at it so far upstairs. Popped up high in the air, left center field. The left fielder calls for it in Zane Huff. He's got it for out number two in the bottom of the fifth inning. Zane Huff's had a good day in the outfield out there. A couple of line drives that got to him, although there was uh, earlier in this game he had a little trouble with the ball out there in the outfield. Still, he's taken a couple of line drives and played some good left field. And I think the wind dying down, hopefully it's not a broadcaster's jinx, uh, (laughs) the wind dying down has helped both of these uh, outfields, especially as uh, pop flies are not as difficult to get under. I'll bring Chase Fowler to the plate. He's had a great game, two for two at the dish. The first pitch to him misses high and away for a ball, one and out. Fowler, single on a line drive up the middle to center field, and a nearly identical single on a hard ground ball right up the middle. Popped up behind us and out of play. One ball, one strike goes the count. Little guy with the snow cone back here, wasn't sure where it was. So he just started heading towards the stands, hoping to get out from <laughs> from its uh, direction. Well, that's why it's heads up. Everyone ducks when you yell heads up. <laughs> the point is heads up. You're supposed to look and see what's coming down and see if it's going to hit you. Speaking of hitting you, just barely avoiding that one. Chase Fowler, fastball inside on him. He has to spin out of the way of that one. Two and one. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball, missing low and inside for a ball. Three balls and a strike goes the count. This is not what you want if you're Xtam Jr. You want to come back if you can, get this hitter on this pitch if you can, and uh, get out of it with an economy number of pitches. The 3-1 hit high in the air, left center field. Outfielders backing up, settling a few feet shy of the wall. Zane Huff and a little leap in the air as he pulls it in for the third and final out on what is the 82nd pitch of the game for Tim Ekstam Jr. No runs, no hits, no errors. Nobody left on base. The Valley Catholic Warriors go down in order. We have completed five innings of play and head to the sixth. North County with the lead over Valley Catholic on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. Have you struck out in the car game? Strike one. You've had credit problems in the past. Strike two, you hate the car you're driving. Strike three, it costs too much to maintain. Call that old car out today. Hey, this is David Sism from Samson Ford Lincoln, home with a lifetime warranty. Call that old car out and hit a home run at Samson Ford today. Don't go car shopping and get pushed into a high mileage used car you don't actually want. Drive off in a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty and get back on the road. We will go to bat and help you get approved so you can hit a home run. Have you been sitting in the bench because of bad credit? Get in the game. Bankruptcy and bad credit? Okay. My credit approval process will help you get back in the game and driving a new or newer car you love. Come see us, your home team dealer since 1937, and get a new or newer car with a lifetime warranty, regardless of your credit. Don't get pushed 
around. We work extra innings for you. Visit us at Samson Ford Lincoln now. See us online at SamsonFord.com. I'll call 431-3177. Requires bank approval. Negative equity may be refinanced. See dealer for details. Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Riverview at the Park offers short-term stay and long-term care rehabilitation. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, including range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics, also memory care. Visit Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve at 1100 Progress Parkway or call 573-883-3500. To make a positive difference in our community, this is the mission statement of Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. Branch manager David Parmley and his staff are proud to be a part of the different communities that they serve. Their employees supply fresh milk and dairy products to local grocery stores and markets that they, too, shop at. They are proud to support our local communities where they live, work, and raise their families. Prairie Farms Dairy in Park Hills. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the Parkland, Ozark Federal Savings and Loan in Farmington, Boyd and Associates in Farmington, and the Kimber Monroe Law Office in Farmington. We see an upset brewing here? We got one as of right now. North County's got the 4-3 lead over Valley Catholic. Four seed potentially knocking off the number one seed in the MAAA Conference Tournament. Jack Moore will lead things off as it's the bottom third of the order due up for North County. And he swings over the top of the first pitch he sees for strike one. Clayton Drury again working quickly. Here's the pitch. It's a fastball that misses downstairs for a ball. Ball on a striker count. Want to thank a few of our sponsors for joining us for the MAAA Conference Tournament, including Brad Wooten Auto Body in Ironton, Horton Wampler Funeral Home in Park Hills, Community Manor in Farmington, and Riverview at the Park in St. Genevieve. Hot shot towards Aaron F. Tink at third. He's got it across the diamond to first in time for out number one in the top of the sixth. You know, you look at this North County team, you wonder what kind of a team is this really because the first time I saw them this year was just a couple of, uh, actually about a week or so ago, where they played up at um, North County against Fredericktown, and they were four and six, and I thought, man. Hard shot. Low grounder to Chase Fallon at short. He mishandles it, recovers, throws the first, not in time. And the Valley Catholic fans can't believe it as Metter beats it out. And I'm not so sure he actually beat that one out either. I thought he was out by half a stride. Well, my my view was uh, kind of hindered a little bit by the home plate umpire and the catcher as they moved over in my way. But, you know, that ball looked like it got there before the runner did. But the uh, first base umpire was right on top of it. And he made the call safe over there at first. E6 is the scoring. And a runner is on at first base. And we're going to get a courtesy runner for Metter as Kyle Strawn goes out to replace him. Grant Mullins up at the plate, nine-hitter for the North County Raiders with one out in the top of the sixth. Drury sets at the chin from the stretch. Misses upstairs, ball one. Let's go back to this North County team. Being four and six, first time I saw them against Fredericktown, we thought, man, they can hit the ball. But they're kind of coming into their own right now. Haven't not played a whole lot of games this year. And they're really playing their best baseball of the season here down the stretch as well. As that misses for ball two, two and zero. Oh. So it's kind of hard to tell what kind of a team you got when your record is seven and six heading into the tournament. The two zero oh, low and inside. Count runs three and zero. Oh. 
The pitch called strike one. And Grant Mullins already turned and started to trot his way up the line to first. He thought that was going to be ball four. Instead, it's a 3-1 count. Strike two. Mullins stares at that one as well. You can tell by his body language he is not real happy with those last two pitch count or two pitch calls, but I would swing if it's close if I were him. 3-2, he does swing on it, and he hits it high and deep. Left, right field, excuse me, back and up and gone. It goes yard. Grant Mullins out of the nine spot with a two-run home run to right. That thing just kept carrying and carrying and carrying, and now it's a 6-3 to three ball game favoring North County as the whole bench is out to welcome Grant Mullins as he makes his way home. Well, he's pretty happy with those pitch calls now because uh, had he not got the ball or had he got the ball four on one of those first last two pitches, he would not have jacked that one, and he got into it. And I looked at the right fielder the moment he hit it, and I thought, this ball's got a chance. And it got up and over that fence pretty uh, handily and a nice uh, shot there by Grant Mullins. Now, off the bat, it didn't look like it had a chance. There's not a ton of wind at the Park Hill Sports Complex behind it. It's not like it was blown out, but like I said, it just kept going and going and going until it left the yard. Cooper Kekak fouls off the first pitch he sees. 0-1, your count. It's always a great indicator to watch the outfielders. You know, you know, you look at the guy in right field taking off of the the uh, fence, and now uh, Cooper Kekak says he's hit. Now yeah. you're going to call a strike. And the umpire is still calling strike as Cooper Kekak ran all the way over to first base. He's doing his best try it selling it he was even hopping up the line on his way to first as well and you tried to see who's the baseball player that got away with that the other day where uh you know they kind of asked him hey did that hit you and he said yeah and he just ran up the line to first and they gave it to him geek doesn't get it this time instead it's a strike that was kind of a uh, soccer play right there from Kekak because he acted like he really got hurt yep. and then the moment they said nope you actually offered at the pitch and he just turned around and walked back to the plate looked like he was fine down is 0-2 as Kikak fouls it off. Low and away, a ball and two strikes. 6-3 ball game for North County as Grant Mullins goes yard. To give some insurance runs for North County as well. And Inside, what, missing four ball, two and a two. And what Cooper did is exactly what a leadoff hitter does. Try to get on base somehow. Yep. The 2-2, blooped over the head of the shortstop, Chase Fallert, and into center field for a base hit. It goes under the glove of Ryland Fallert. Big turnaround first for Cooper Kekek, but he's not going to try to stretch it for an extra hit, an extra base. I think if he had seen that ball get away, knowing Cooper Kekak, he would have taken off for second base, but that ball got past the center fielder. We've seen some odd hops out there in the uh, outfield, especially today, and that one kind of took an odd hop on the center fielder, Ryan Fallert, but Kekak had to stay at first. Job Smith. Fouls back the first pitch he sees. Oh, and one your count to Job Smith, who is two for two today with a walk, single on a hard ground ball to third, and a single on a soft ground ball to short. I think you told, talked about it earlier this year, the fact that you really don't know a lot about your uh, baseball team sometimes because of the way weather goes. Hold up the line into left field. It'll drop down for a base hit. Cooper Kekak's going to push it for third. Now they're going to send him home as it gets past the left fielder, Isaac Bosler. Cooper Kekak's going to score into third. Sliding feet first is Job Smith. I don't even know if Bosler touched that. It might have just got past him. He might have just had a bad angle on it. Well, it looked like that he was going to get to it, but I don't think he was able to get to it fast enough. I think that's what I would go with. So that looks like a legit triple out of that one. Yep, triple. 
for Job Smith, and it's a 7-3 ball game favoring North County. And you knew once that ball got past the left fielder that Cooper Kekak was going to score from first base. Swing and a miss. Strike one to Kreps. Who is 0 for 3 today. Bunted into a fielder's choices last time up. Leo 1. Swing and a miss 0 and 2. Just having a tough time in the conference tournament here as he was 0 for yesterday as well. And you go back to St. Clair, North County at St. Clair. That victory 11-0 following the 15-10 victory over... Fredericktown, that was the first time North County this season has won two games in a row. You know, is win one, lose one or two throughout the early part of the season. And now they're in the middle of a three-game winning streak with that. And they're up on the number one seed in the MAAA Conference Tournament. Popped up high in the air. Left center field. The left fielder calls for it in Isaac Bosler. He's got it. They're going to send Job Smith home. He slides in feet first. Ahead of the tag as the throw was a little offline. And it's now an 8-3 to three ball game in favor of North County after the sacrifice fly. Well, i tell you why. We talked about it earlier, and I, like I said, I think you were the one that brought it up earlier this year, the fact that baseball season is so short that when you get those rainouts, sometimes you can't get them back in, and sometimes you can't do anything with them, and I think they're going to uh, step off and ask the umpire if he left too early at third base. Yep, they're checking. And they say, no, he didn't safe. And I think, actually, he probably did. Because I was watching the he play. He did leave early? It looked think? like he did maybe just a step. And now head coach Nathan Gag is going out to have a conversation. I think he's trying to argue that the infield umpire may not have been paying close enough attention to see whether or not they left early. And now the home plate umpire, Doug Massey, will just walk away from Nathan Gag. It looked like to me as I was watching the play develop, and I didn't want to say anything because we're right here behind home plate. You yeah. don't want to give a team an edge by giving them, hey, he left early, you know, that kind of thing. But uh, it looked like Job Smith looked back to see where the ball was and then turned his eye away as a strike comes over a swing and a miss, and it's a 2-1 count. And as he turned his eye away, I think he left maybe just a step before the ball got into the glove. The pitch in on the knees called a strike. One ball, two strikes, your count to Zane Huff. The one, two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Zane Huff out in front of the breaking ball, and that's going to do it for the top of the sixth inning. But the North County Raiders forget just one insurance run or two. They get four insurance runs off three hits, including a two-run home run from Grant Mullins. One error, and nobody left stranded on base. We head to the bottom of the sixth inning. Valley Catholic's got some work to do. they got to get five runs, and they got six outs to play with. Bottom of the sixth coming up after this on KFMO. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, proudly serving the Parkland's eye care needs since 1966. We would like to thank you for voting Complete Vision Care as the best eye doctor of the Parkland five years in a row. Complete Vision Care in Lettington and Festus, the ideal choice. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs, 573-358-3674. 
Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. High School Baseball on KFMO is brought to you by Wade's Automotive in Farmington, Prairie Farms Dairies in Park Hills, Sam Sism Ford Lincoln in Park Hills, Missouri Baptist University in Farmington, and Weems Insurance Agency in Farmington. Bottom half of inning number six. Good as time as any for Valley Catholic if they want to begin a comeback in this one as they've got three, four, and five due up in their order. First pitch, swung on, hammered, left field, deep. Zane Huff backing up at the wall, and it's gone. A home run on the first pitch in the bottom of the sixth inning for Alex Viox. And there's one that Valley Catholic needs. It's now an 8-4 to four ball game. Well, that's what you need to come out and hit the ball, and he did. He turned on that one, and I think earlier in this game, that ball might have hung up a little bit, but today, right now, that ball was a line drive up over the fence, and that gives a little bit of life to this Valley Ball Club and gives them an opportunity to get back into this ball game. So Valley Catholic on the board here in the bottom of the sixth inning. Now the five that they need if they want to come back in this one, that's one, and they don't trade any outs to get that one run home either. Bottom of the sixth inning. Now it's Isaac Viox coming to the plate. He takes a first pitch ball. I was going to say coming out of that break, but we got right back real quick, is that if you're uh, Xtam Jr., you want to come out here and establish, you know, your pitches and go bang, bang, bang and get out of here again. But uh, Viox didn't allow him to do that. The 1-0 in there for a strike. Xtam Jr. has got 10 pitches left to work with as he just threw his 85th. Clayton Drury's day is done. He threw his 106th by my count. So we're going to see a new pitch. Seventh inning for Valley Catholic. Popped up behind home plate and out of play. You know, the last time we were here when uh, Central played Valley Catholic, a lot of uh, things that uh, Nathan Gag didn't like, some calls, some breaks that went the other way, that kind of a thing. He's going to get to a point where he just didn't want to play here at this complex <laughs> because things have not really gone their way the last two times they've been here. The pitch. Misses upstairs for a ball. Well, they'll be happy to know that they won't be facing off against Central in the district tournament and have to play here potentially. They're down a class this year. Class 3, District 3. They got the number one seed in that district. We'll have coverage of that district play on AM 1240 KFMOs. That one misses for a ball. Count runs full to Isaac Viox, 3-2. and two. West County got the two seed in that district. The 3-2 pitch. Hit hard on the ground on the left-hand side, and it's off the heel of the glove of Trenton Krebs. It took a lower hop on him than I think he thought it was going to. Tried to adjust in the last second. And I'll turn to you on this one. How do you want to score that, an E5? I'm going to go E5 on that because it looked like he had time to get in front of it, and I don't think he just could. Uh, It didn't look like a bad hop, but it uh, it had kind of an in-between hop there, so... I'm going to be the rough guy today and give him an E. Well, runner on. (laughs) Still nobody out in the bottom of the sixth inning. And Extam still on the mound. About to throw pitch number 90. There it is for a strike. 
But you want to stop this if you're X-Stab. You want to get it out. You want to get something to keep the line from moving any further. High and inside for a ball. A ball and a strike your count. And if you're North County, you don't want to do anything crazy like, you know, get out there and start throwing the ball around, start doing stuff that uh, maybe makes things worse. The 1-1. Popped up, foul territory, first base side, and out of play as it ricochets off the roof of the dugout of the North County Raiders. The count goes 1-2. and two. Fiox wearing the number zero. Something you don't see all too often. Even in high school baseball, let alone Major League Baseball, yeah. is the number zero being worn. The only zero I really remember, there was a couple of them actually, but the one that I remember the most was a guy named Al Oliver. Look that guy up. Fought off foul. One I remember, and there's significance behind it, although he wasn't with the team for very long, is Adam Adovino, the reliever, when he pitched for the Yankees, wore number zero. Can you tell me the significance behind that? Oh, I should know that because he was a Cardinal prospect that pitched a little bit with the Cardinals for a while. I'll tell you, the significance is more about the number itself versus the player who happened to wear it for a brief stint with the Yankees. Swung on, pulled to left field. Huff is there and again has to do a little hop to get it. He's just comfortable doing that, I guess. You know, they tell you don't jump, just run to where it's going to be so you don't have to jump. But Huff has done that a couple of times in left field. He gets the out here and keeps Isaac Viox at first base. Now we got the uh, manager for the North County Raiders coming out, and I think he's going to take the ball. Yeah, that's 94 from, uh, by X-Dam. my unofficial count for Xdam, but I could be off by one. And if that's at 95 exactly, he is not allowed to start the ensuing at bat. And so that's going to do it for Tim Xdam Jr. And we'll see who winds up taking over for him. It appears like it's going to be Michael Huff coming in from second base, so that means Xdam is just going to switch spots with him because he started yesterday's game at second base. Well, I'm not sure, but like I said, Adam Adovino was a uh, Cardinal prospect, pitched a little bit with the Birds in the uh, majors before going back down, so I'm not sure what that uh, zero went to, but I will tell you a guy that used to pitch for the Cardinals that had a different take on that number. So the significance for the Yankees with that number zero, it is the last single-digit number that is not retired by the Yankees. That makes One sense. through nine are all retired. <laughs> that makes sense. We were talking about that, Jared Pettis and I, on the last ball game where uh, you saw a lot of 60s and 50s and things like that with the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And we were trying that's to go all through that's that. left. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to go through the numbers. It was like every uh, number we could think of was retired. Now, the Cardinals had a guy. His name was Omar Olivares. And he wore double zero because he said, hey, it's my that, initials. That's even rarer. <laughs> you don't even see you, – you seldom see double zero. And what was the, uh, the, the catcher, uh, Santiago – that wore zero nine. <laughs> that and, I've never seen. Yeah, it was weird. It was something about the number nine that wasn't available for him, or maybe it was on the Padres at the times. And he said, "You know what? How about zero nine? And they were like, "Okay," <laughs> <laughs> but they gave it to him. How soon till someone like uh, the longest yard just sports X yeah. on a uniform? I'm surprised the XFL hasn't done that yet. We're in the bottom of the sixth inning. Michael Huff is going to take over on the mound, the righty for the North County Raiders. The book isn't entirely shut on Xdam, but here's his pitching line so far. Five and a third, facing 23 batters on 95 pitches. He threw 34 balls, 60 strikes. He allowed five hits, four runs. Each of them were earned. 
He walked two, struck out five. ERA sits at five and a quarter, whip of 1.3. Left only two stranded throughout this game. And he is responsible for Isaac Viox out at first base. Here comes Clayton Drury to the plate. Little note thrown in there as well. Extam in line for the win. This one hit in the air, left field, foul. Count is 0-1 to Clayton Drury. Drury, meanwhile, he can be done on the mound as well. We'll get you his pitching line next half inning. But I've got him at 106 pitches. Huff sets the 0-1. Fastball gets the lower third of the plate. And it's called a strike, 0-2. Look it up. Oliver Numbers, I'll share those with you here at our next break. But uh, he was a stud hitter. He could He could hit the ball. Uh, skipper to the plate again, and Drury sees it go for ball one. It gets away from the catcher, Metter, and advancing to second base is Viox. Ball and two strikes. I think Metter's just going to go out there and say, look, we got two strikes on the guy. Let's not give him anything extra here, or maybe, you know, let's do this, try this angle as well, see if we can get that third strike out of this. And Huff's got some room to work with. It's an 8-4 ball game, so he's got four runs. Even if Viox scores from second base, it's not the end of the world. Low outside corner, Metter tries to frame it. He doesn't get the call, 2-2. Two and two. Viox at second, Michael Huff taking over on the hill for Tim Ekstam. Huff sets to the belt, looks to second, looks again, lifts the leg and fires. Chopped right back to the pitcher, Michael Huff. He'll go to first with it for the sure out. Advancing to third is Viox. Huff didn't even look his way. As I said before, it's not the end of the world if he winds up coming around and scoring as long as you limit it to just him. Yeah, and that's probably the best play, too. Even though Michael Huff probably could have looked at the runner at third, may have had a shot over there. You're talking about throwing over there to third. You're talking about getting him in a rundown. Maybe a ball gets away, whatever. He said, you know what, I'm taking the out. And he threw it to first and got the second out of the inning. Here comes Carson Tucker to the plate. First pitch upstairs, misses for a ball. Count slides 1-0 to Tucker, who is 0-2 today. Strikeout swinging and a ground out to second. Huff sets at the belt, the 1-0. Upstairs, 2-0. Tucker's the seven-hitter for Valley Catholic, so we are guaranteed to see the top of the order come up here so long as Isaac Viox isn't picked off. Maybe not here, here, but at least some point before this game comes to a close. In the dirt for a ball, 3-0. Usually you say, well, you're down at the bottom of the lineup, so uh, that's not a big deal if you walk this guy. But the bottom of the lineup for uh, Valley today has been active, and they've got some rallies started, some things like that. Now the home plate umpire, I think, telling some of the West County guys, back up a little bit. You're getting a little too close to the line. The bottom two hitters, Jackson Fowler and Aaron Eftink, are a combined one-for-one with a pair of walks and a strikeout swinging, or one-for-two, rather. And there's ball four to Carson Tucker. So he's on with two outs in the bottom of the sixth inning, and Jackson Fowler's coming to the plate. And 
Gag is going to come over and talk to the uh, umpire. I guess a courtesy runner coming in at first base. At first, I thought maybe we'd get a pinch hitter here, but it looks like he's going to leave Fowler into the ball game. Fowler's been on base twice, a single back in the third and a walk back in the fourth inning. He's already scored a run as well. And did the courtesy runner come in at third base? Well, Looks like still so. Viox there. Or is and it? it's still Tucker at first. I would have been surprised if they courtesy ran Tucker. I don't know I, how much faster he can get than him. I, I just don't know what he was talking. I mean, he came out and started talking to the home yeah. plate umpire about something, and they made a couple of, you know, the home plate umpire wrote something down and then went back. The pitch. Downstairs, missing for a ball. Want to know your count? The only thing I could think of if Jackson Fowler maybe enters this game is the pitcher. Because Clayton Drury can't pitch anymore. That would be the only thing I could think of. They don't actually, Jackson Fowler is the DH. He got courtesy ran earlier. They reinserted him into the game. That's what that conversation was okay. about. Outside part of the plate, ball two, 2-0. Thought maybe they were ordering pizza for later. Huh? <laughs> that sounds good. Speaking of pizzas, someone's going to get some free pizza today with the Little Caesars Pizza Pizza Player of the Game. At locations in Farmington and Deloge, six ninety nine for a large hot and ready pizza, or seven ninety nine for a thin crust pepperoni pizza. Three and zero your count. The Jackson Fowler is a good start for Michael Huff, but he's in danger of walking the bases loaded. Runners at the corners, two outs, bottom of the sixth inning. That would bring the game time run to the plate as well. The three zero bunt shown, barrel pulled back, a little bit of mind games there, and it's a get me over strike from Michael Huff. Tucker took off for second base. He's in there with the steal. Well, that's what you got to do right now if you're Huff. You're gonna go look at that runner at second and third and say, "I don't. I'm not gonna worry about him. I'm coming after the batter." The three one. Inside that backs Jackson Fowler off the plate for ball four. And the bases are loaded with Aaron Eftink coming to the plate. Eftink's been a little active today, scoring a run back in the third inning on a, a walk with a runner on first base. And yeah. they're going to re-enter a courtesy runner, a pinch runner in this instance for Fowler. It's hard to believe. Very first pitch of this inning. I don't even know what time it was when it was hit, but uh, Alex Viox just jerked one right out of here over the left center field or left field fence. And then after that, we've had an E5. We've had a line drive to left field caught, a ground ball back to the pitcher, throw over to first for the out, and then two bases on balls. So right now, North County is kind of hurting themselves as the bases are loaded. Trying to get a look at who's out there running at first base. For Valley Catholic, they don't have numbers on the front of the uniforms, only the back, so we'll have to wait in the meantime and see if he turns his shoulder so we can get a look. One way or another, Eftink is up at the plate. He takes the first pitch, ball 1-0. Huff has come in after getting a quick first out. He has only thrown four strikes out of the 15 pitches he's delivered total. Pitches are getting, uh, they're close, but they're not catching the, the plate and just a little bit off the plate. He's getting squeezed here by the home plate umpire. The 1-0. Swung on, popped up, shallow left field. Job Smith backing up on the grass. He's got it for the much-needed third and final out for the North County Raiders to leave the bases loaded. One run from Valley Catholic, though, on one big hit, a home run to left field. 
And one error on the North County Raiders, rest of the line for the bottom of the sixth inning. We're through six complete. To the seventh we go. North County with the lead over Valley Catholic. Eight to four on the Parkland Sports Leader, AM 1240 KFMO. McCary Auto Body Supply, your PPG distributor for the Parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown auto body businesses. Because these business owners were your classmates, they're your neighbors, your fellow church members, and their kids attend school with your kids. Support those who help support your community for years, like American Metal and Mineral Point, offering full collision and classic restoration over 100 years of combined experience. American Metal also gives glass replacement and chip repair, paintless dent removal, and a lifetime warranty on their work. Voted Best Body Shop in the Parkland in 2018, American Metal and Collision is located on Business Park Drive in Mineral Point. And if you're a Looking for name recognition? Look no further than Brad Wooten with Brad Wooten Auto Body. Located in the beautiful Arcadia Valley, Brad Wooten has a 10,000 square foot state-of-the-art facility with factory trained technicians and loaner cars on site. It's Brad Wooten Auto Body located at 401 North Main Street in Ironton. LeCarrie Auto Body, your PPG distributor in the parkland for over 30 years, is proud to support your hometown repair shops. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kennan at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. One and one, your count to Tyler Pipkin, who will lead things off on the top of the seventh inning, facing a new pitcher. Chase Fallert comes in from the shortstop position. Two and one, your count is not too dissimilar from Michael Huff an inning ago. Chase Fallert is finding himself being squeezed by the home plate umpire. Swung on, hit in the air, right field over the head of Carson Tucker. He comes on for his first few steps, so he overplays it. Big turnaround first for Pipkin. Head first slide into second. He's in there safely with a double. That was a line drive right at the right fielder, Carson Tucker. He made two steps in, and that's where he lost it, right there, because that ball was hit going away from him to the uh, to his left side, and he just came in for two steps, and that had him burned, and it went over his head off the wall and into second base with a double is Tyler Pipkin. Chase Fowler into the game on the mound as the pitcher coming from the shortstop position to start off this top of the seventh inning. Clayton Drury will replace him at short. And speaking of Drury, here's his pitching line of the game. Six innings complete, facing 31 batters on 106 pitches. 66 of them were thrown for strikes. He allowed nine hits, eight runs for them earned. He walked four, struck out six, ERA of 4.6, whip of 2.1. And he left five stranded throughout this game. He is currently in line for the loss unless Valley Catholic can get four runs in the bottom half of this inning. This is the pitch. Breaking ball dropped in for a strike. One ball, two strikes your count. It's another big run out there at second base. You know, you always talk about the uh, the leads, what leads are insurmountable. Well, we know that one swing of the bat can't tie a game up if you get that fifth run across and that get that five-run lead. Pitch in the dirt, misses for a ball, two and two. Yeah, I think getting this extra run home, especially start off the inning with a double, nobody out, runner in scoring position, you got to get that run home, I think, if you're North County. 
That one gets away from the catcher, Alex Viox. It ricochets back to him quickly, but a head first slide into the third for Pipkin, and he's there safely. Count is now full on Xtam Jr. Three and two. He's in line for the win. Xtam did a great job of just staying out of the way, but enough in the way that Viox couldn't get a uh, clear path. Ooh, I got him. Got him on the head. So a hit by pitch. And Xtam's now on first. It hit him in the back of the helmet and went up off the uh, backstop here behind home plate. And he jogs down to first. Usually, even when a player acts like that's fine, nothing's wrong, you'll see somebody come out and check on him if it's an umpire or a coach or everybody. But uh, he's down at first base. Looks like uh, no worse for the wear. So runners at the corners now. Nobody out. And Jack Moore up to the dish. First pitch to Moore, taking for a strike. Xtam Jr. just easily strides into second base as they'll let him have the steal. He almost had a running start on that, too. I mean, he was already moving when that uh, motion started. Dio one downstairs, one and one. And I think that could be the reason why North County is starting to get on the, the nerves of some of these teams in the area is their running game. The 1-1 one, one misses up top, 2-1. and one. Early well, there's on. a lot of great athletes oh, on yeah. this team for North County. I mean, you look at guys like Cooper Keekek, Job Smith, Grant Mullins, Jack Moore. There's a lot of speed here. X-Dams look good on the base paths as well, as that one's in there for a strike two and two. Now, this is how they can kind of make their calling here. If they can just be a bunch of menaces on the base paths. Called strike three, low outside corner. Jack Moore goes down on strikes. Well, Moore let that one go by, and it was pretty doggone close. Second time he's been caught looking, striking out today. He's also been on base one time with a walk. But uh, runners at second and third, still an opportunity for North County. First pitch on the inside, called a strike. Count is 0-1 to Metter. 0-2 today. Walk, ground out on the right-hand side in a hard ground ball where he reached on an error by Clayton Drury, the shortstop. This is for a ball, one and one. Kind of got that uh, rally going with that error last time in the uh, sixth inning. The pitch dropped in for a strike. Ball and two strikes your count to Metter with two on in scoring position and one out in the top of the seventh. It's an eight to four ball game, which North County finds themselves leading over Valley Catholic. Skips to the plate. Nice little job by Alex Viox to trap that one. The count goes two and two. I know it's a four-run lead, and we talk about momentum a lot. We talk about the idea of getting that momentum and getting things starting to roll forward. If Valley can somehow get out of this inning without allowing a run, that would definitely swing the momentum in their favor, but they still got a pretty good uphill climb in the bottom of the seventh. In the bottom of the seventh inning, it'll be the top of the order due up for the Valley Catholic Warriors. That was key with that inning as well. They batted around enough to guarantee the top of the order would come up. And not only come up, they're going to lead off the inning too. The 2-2. Smoked foul and off the fence. Reaching back a little further on that one was Chase Fowler. Met her with enough bat speed to at least fight it off foul and stay alive for one more pitch. Here comes the 2-2 once again. Fouls this one off and way out of play this time. I wonder how much the sun affects the batters and the catcher in this ballpark because it's over left field right now. I know it at least impacts them. 
when they're trying to get the sign from their head coach because every time he looks over there, Metter has to hold his hand up. The catcher is having to do it as well. While well, he's watching the pitcher, and then the pitch comes in and it skips through the plates. You know, you're watching the glove in the left hand of Alex Viox behind the plate. He's using that catcher's mitt to kind of shield, shield his eyes. Yeah, usually you see the sun will be in the fielder's eyes, and the batter's eyes will be uh, left alone. But it's enough out of the batter's eyes that it's okay, I guess. Here's a 3-2. Low outside corner, called strike three. Metter down on strikes for the second out here in the top of the seventh inning. Both outs... Come courtesy of the strikeout for Chase Fallett. Strikeouts are brought to you by Complete Vision Care, the ideal choice for your medical eye care concerns, including dry eyes and other eye diseases. And here comes Grant Mullins to the plate. He's one for two today. Walk, fly out to right field, and had that home run to right field as well. Takes the first pitch downstairs for a ball, 1-0. We got first base open, but this is the number nine hitter. Even though he's hit a home run, they want to get this guy. The 1-0. Misses inside, 2-0, especially with the speed Grant Mullins has, too. He's one of those guys I alluded to when talking about the speed that North County has. Plays center field for the Raiders. Essentially a new leadoff hitter when the lineup turns over like this. Pitch in the dirt. Alex Viox loses it for a second, but it's right in front of him sitting on home plate. So throwing up the stop sign is Grant Mullins to tell Tyler Pipkin, hey, stay there. Now the count rides 3-0. There's the pitch. Upstairs, ball four. Grant Mullins works a walk, and the bases are loaded for North County. Pipkins at third, Extams at second, Mullins is at first, and here comes Cooper Keekak in the top of the order. He's had himself a nice day. He's three for four. Single on a ground ball to second, pop out to right field. Single on a ground ball up the middle into center field, and he reached on a third single on a fly ball to center field. This is the kind of guy you want up here, too. Even though there's two outs, he puts the ball in play. And if he can get the ball down on the ground, anywhere on the infield, he's got a good possibility of beating it out. In fact, you're almost better off if you're Valley looking for an out some other base than first base if Cooper puts it in play. You can get one at any base if you're Valley Catholic. Here's the first pitch to Cooper Keekek, and it backs him up in the left-handed batter's box. And the count goes 1-0. And he's also got a good eye, so he's probably not, more than likely, not going to swing at a pitch in the dirt or something to help out the pitcher. The pitch hit hard on the ground, right-hand side, evading it is Mullins. It's scooped up by Grant Fowler. Throw to first, in time. Grant Fowler showing off that range to get Cooper Keekek out for the third and final out to keep it at an 8-4 ball game. No runs, a hit, no errors. Bases left loaded by North County. We head to the bottom of the seventh. Valley Catholic needs four if they want to come back in this one. They need more than that if they want to walk it off and move on to the championship game. That's next on KFMO. Greatness doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, focus, and dedication. At Shelter Insurance, we understand that because we've put in the hard work and dedication for decades. And that commitment has paid off with award-winning customer service for your auto, home, and life insurance. Find out how J.J. Vickers can help you with your auto, home, and life needs, 573-358-3674. Community Manor in Farmington is a skilled nursing facility certified for Medicare and Medicaid. Community Manor has an overall rating of 1, quality rating of 1, and a staff rating of 1. Senior residents receive 24-hour medical care while also getting the rehabilitation care they need, which includes a range of motion exercises, speech therapy, and posture and body mechanics. Visit Community Manor in Farmington. 
Farmington at 783 Weber Road or give them a call 573-756-8998. Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of high school sports on KFMO. Call me, financial advisor Allison Douglas-Kinnon at 573-431-2220 for all of your investment needs. Edward Jones, making sense of investing, member SIPC. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy, fresh frozen custard and your favorite mix-ins. We handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. From caramel to your favorite candies like Butterfinger. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Visit your local Culver's on Karsh Boulevard in Farmington. To the bottom of the seventh inning, top of the order coming to the plate for Valley Catholic. It's Ryland Fowler to lead things off against Michael Huff, who's come in in relief. And it's a first pitch breaking ball. It misses on the inside part of the plate for ball one. Huff had a little bit of trouble in that last inning getting the ball over the plate. He did give up a run, but he gave up, uh, actually, uh, that last inning they scored a run. But he also gave up a couple of runners and by the free uh, pass variety. Ryland Fowler certainly happy to see that Exdam is standing at second base and not pitching to him again. He's had a tough day at the plate. The pitch upstairs, missing for a ball, 3-0. Uh, ground out right back to the pitcher, strikeout swinging, and a pop-out to shallow left field. That's been Ryland Fowler's day so far. So important to get that first out, especially when you're leading going into the bottom half of the last inning. Especially when you got Chase Fowler on deck. And get me over strike. 3-1 and one goes the count. Home plate umpire doesn't make a very demonstrative uh, strike call, and so it's kind of hard to tell from our angle sometimes. And unfortunately, we're to his left. He just kind of gently lifts his right arm. Misses high and inside for ball four. It's a leadoff walk worked by Ryland Fallert, and here comes Chase Fallert to the plate. He has had a good game today, two for three. A pair of singles, one on a line drive to center field and one on a hard ground ball right back up the middle to center field. If you're Valley, you know you've got the confidence to come out and score four in this inning. Let's just see what you can get and see if Michael Huff can start to get the ball over the plate a bit. First pitch ball to Chase Fowler, 1-0. Again, Zach Pip, or Tyler Pipkin, rather, not available. Neither is Job Smith for North County. You're getting thin on arms here. Michael Huff sets the belt. A 1-0. Gets away from the catcher, Metter, and to the backstop. And advancing to second base on the wild pitch is Fowler. Ryland Fallert stands at second, nobody out. Ball popped back to Metter pretty quickly, and I think he thought he might have had a chance to field it off that backstop and throw him out at second, but he dropped the ball behind the plate, so the runner at second, nobody out. Here's the 2-0. Low and inside, and not liking that call is Chase Fallert. It's called a strike. He kind of leaned out of the way of it a little bit. And the count goes 2-1. and one. Huff with a look to second, and the pitch. Breaking ball leans back the batter, Chase Fowler, and it's taken for ball three. So what do you do if you're North County here? If Huff can't find the strike zone, who have you got that you could actually go to that might be able to close this game out? Only of the 25 pitches he's thrown, seven of them have found the zone. There's one on pitch 26. It's a breaking ball that's dropped in. Three and two, count is full. Runner at second, nobody out. Payoff. 
Swung on, lifted into center field and deep. Grant Mullins going back, drifting to his right. He'll be called off by the left fielder, Zane Huff, who's got it for out number one. You know, this wind is not really that strong, but I think that once it gets up in the air quite high like that ball did, the wind is capable of knocking some things down. That time it looked like, as you said, the ball was going to straightaway center field, started carrying back towards left field, then it started carrying back towards the infield, and Zane Huff had to hustle in to get it, but he makes the uh, first out and makes the first put out. The only flag here at the sports complex in Park Hills is way beyond the center field wall, on the softball field that's directly behind us. So we don't have a great view on what the wind looks like in terms of where we're situated up top, but that wind is kind of blowing in a lot steadier up top than it is down here, at least over there. Alex Viox up to the plate. Count goes 2-0 and on him. Yeah, I think uh, we've seen some swirling winds way up there. And some of these fly balls that have been hit, even some of the hard line drives, have been knocked down just a bit with the higher they go. And that one certainly, I think, was the case. Viox, one for three. He's got that home run you alluded to earlier and yanks this one foul. Home plate umpire looking for a baseball that we can play with. His pockets are empty. We've seen that a couple of times, I think, here in the last couple of weeks where balls just keep getting fouled off. Balls just, uh, you know, disappear as the game goes along. And eventually you run out and you got to go find a few of those. Huff set to the belt. The 2-1 as he finally gets one to play with. Swung on, hit in the air, deep left field. Can he do it again? And it's just foul. Alex Viox almost with his second homer of the game. You know, we talked about the sun being in the batter's eyes. It's kind of in our eyes as well. When that ball gets hit into that angle, we just have to watch the left fielder see what he's up to. And I thought by the way that uh, Huff was running towards the uh, fence, that was going to be out of here. But it just curved foul before it did actually get down beyond the fence. Huff with the 2-2. Here it comes. Breaking ball golf. That popped up on the infield. Calling for it is Job Smith as he calls off the third base from Trenton Kreps, and he's got it, and the Valley Catholic Warriors are down to their final out. And Isaac Viox will come to the plate. Isaac's had a, a pretty good day today as well. He's been on base a couple of times anyway. Uh, had a two-RBI single back in the third inning, which really got things going for Valley when they were down 2 to nothing, and uh, actually were down 2-1 to one when he drove in two runs. First pitch fouled back by Isaac Viox. 8-4 is your score. North County leading Valley Catholic in the bottom of the seventh inning. How good would this be for North County if Zach Huff or actually if uh, Michael Huff could get these last outs? Hit in the air, center field, Grant Mullins staying put. He'll snag it for the third and final out, and we've got a major upset in the MAAA Conference Tournament. As the Valley Catholic Warriors, the number one seed, are knocked off by the North County Raiders, who are playing their best baseball of the season here, winners of four in a row. They'll move on to the championship game in the MAAA Conference Tournament. Eight to four, your final. We'll take a break. In between games report, coming your way next on KFMO.